Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast tonight. I am joined by my cohorts, Andrew. Hey, Corey. And Blaine. Hello there. And myself, Corey. Tonight we're talking about the movie From Russia with Love, the 1963 classic Bond film. Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> Do- <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was beautiful. Velvet, smooth, an explosion Cream. of emotion coming. Creamy. From you. I'm doing great. This movie was boring. Oh man. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. A little behind uh, the scenes. You... We've had a lot of preamble, but I did not know how Blaine felt about this movie. So that is yeah. that is a literal. Well, shock. I think that was, that was you know keeping it keeping it close to the vest. Sure but did. yeah, we might have actually talked about everything but this movie before we well, started. We were saving it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> So, I, we're, we're not at initial thoughts yet, but we may as well be. So Blaine thinks it's boring. Okay, hey, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about this movie, and then let's we'll we'll see what kind of what kind of thumbs Blaine's holding up because uh, I don't mm. know. I've, I've got my yeah. doubts there. So this is the second film in the Eon franchise, and also the second outing for Sean Connery, otherwise known as Bond Shoner. This mm-hmm. movie is directed by <laughs> this movie is directed by Terrence Young. Who also directed Doctor No and soon to be Thunderball, which we have not discussed yet. And this is the first Bond movie that is featuring John Barry as the primary composer, uh, which he went on to do. I want to say eleven, twelve more. Definitely, uh, definitely our our primary Bond composer, and we got to finally hear that. So agreed, agreed. And also, not for nothing, this is uh this is the first appearance of one Desmond Llewellyn. Who went into sure went to be in several Bond movies, thirteen or fourteen or something like that. And I gotta tell you, he doesn't look a day over sixty-five. In this. <laughs> no, I believe he's Super. forty-nine in this movie, and he's already looking oh my quite old. God, <laughs> Boothroyd, as they call him, mm-hmm. <clears throat> wasn't Major Boothroyd. wasn't technically Q yet, but they even they said Q branch, so one can put the pieces together. Well, let's talk about this movie. Here is the overview. James Bond, 007, is sent on a mission to Istanbul to try and acquire a Russian cipher machine known as Lecter from a defecting Russian agent. However, the Russians have no knowledge of this as it is Spectre, a ploy to lure James Bond into a trap, a fitting tribute to their now-dead agent, Dr. No. Mmm. That was, was that from IMDb? That was from IMDb. That's the most thorough one we've had yet. It really is. There was a wow. slightly shorter one, but I gotta tell you, it, it was it was just kind of bland, too bland. I like I know we mm. like the bland ones, but that one was one sentence longer, and I thought it was worth it. Well, that is the movie. Yeah, yeah, bland. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have seen Doctor No, and maybe it made a little more sense. Well, yeah, I didn't need it. I don't think Tim- you do actually. I don't ever really. It alludes to Doctor No like once. They should all be standalone. <clears throat> Spectre. 
Back to Blaine's if we biggest can, problem. If we can go with these movies. If we can go back at the end of these and like change score, Spectre's going down. Casino's going up. Yeah. That's what I've decided. Good. Really? Let's yep. let's do that because I totally agree. Yep. Why so? I gotta break that down. Well, I don't know if we should get the, into that right now. Okay. <laughs> Just know it. I got it waiting in the wings. Oh, all right. Is that even thoughts. a thing that that you do? Like, we 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 summon a tribunal to change the score of something. We can do whatever the fuck we want. This is our podcast. <laughs> we can. Yeah, we, we can talk about it. I just had that thought. Okay, I've been right having now. that thought. That I am now is unfairly nope. judged. <laughs> I'm talking about the 60 uh, 70. Yeah, yeah, the 67 one. Yeah. Scream, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we were a little harsh on that last week. <laughs> oh, we got, God, we got to be a little more fair. We about really it. dragged that through the coals. I think maybe we can we can revisit. <laughs> Anybody want to watch that one again? I would rather slam my dick in a kitchen drawer. <laughs> this movie was made uh, four years before that, and it is handily. Just better in every category, though. You can at least say that. Uh, anything made before <laughs> or after that is Even handily like, better than it that. It looks way newer. I just don't know what they were filming with. Were they filming... I know it's a joke very often, but were they filming with a fucking potato in 1967? They smeared baked potato all over the, mm, <laughs> all yes. over the uh, camera before they filmed. That was David Niven's... I, that was part of his, his contract. He said, look... Uh, I gotta have a baked potato really in every need. scene. Well, all right. right. Then let's go ahead, since Blaine was the lead off on how he thinks about this movie, let's go ahead and categorically tell us how many thumbs do you give from Lusher with Love? From uh, from Lusher with Love. <laughs> from Lusher with Love. I'm going to give it one thumb down. Ooh, wow. One thumb down. Okay. Like I said, there's. I'll talk about it later. One thumb down. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just boring. Lots of trains. Mediocre. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> I think we're. I think we disagree here in a big way, but I don't want to give my hand before I, I hear from Andrew. Andrew, what do you think? Uh, well, gotta tell you, I'm on the same track with Blaine. One thumb down for me. Railroad track. Uh, for real. And for a movie to be called From Russia with Love, not one second spent in Russia. Which also <laughs> That's threw me back a, very a little bit. Good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all in Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say predominantly on that goddamn train. <laughs> yeah. So Which I believe yeah, I'm was the Orient Express, right? Which I didn't. It was. It <laughs> was. That's fun. So, gentlemen, I like this movie more than I disliked it, but I I do have some major issues. But that doesn't stop me from giving it one thumb up. Well, that's not too far off. Yeah. I was thinking I was Andrew gonna... was going to give it two thumbs up, and I was thinking. So we're all three on different wavelengths is what I was going to ah, say. Ah. So no, Andrew no, actually shocked uh, me more. Yeah, I, I'm more t- toward the boring side than not in this movie. It was... Yeah. It certainly wasn't that train wreck that was the last movie we did, but it was just not a great Bond movie, I don't think. But that's just me. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, yeah. we'll, it's we'll, obviously we'll not just you thoughts. because Blaine agrees right off the drop, so... Boom, baby. Yeah. Let's get okay. into it, shall we? Let's do it. God, why are we talking about Spectre? Well, let's talk about Spectre, because they're in this movie. Um, <laughs> so they are. They are. We start <laughs> off with our famous gun barrel scene with someone who is definitively not Sean Connery. 
<laughs> and I do believe that this was yeah. this would be the first gun barrel scene. I don't think this is Doctor No at all, but I I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Did you say Doctor No at all? Yeah, I said Doctor No at all. That's actually I love it. The true title of it. I that's, love it. That's Fauci. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Doctor Know It All actually is Roger Moore. Let's just be honest. That's and, that's what his that's what he should be referred to as. And let's let's also be honest. Donald Trump would never say anything that nice about <laughs> <Fauci>. anyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doctor Know It All. Why you gave him a doctorate? Dude. That's very nice, <laughs> yeah. Donald. Thank you. Yeah. No. All right. So anyway, <laughs> scene one. Jumping right into this. Yeah. <laughs> We ju- and we literally do jump right in as James, well, at least we think it's James, is in a palatial garden stalked by a young Robert Shaw. Right off the jump, we meet, we meet Grant. I don't remember his first name. Uh, but Robert Shaw. I believe it was Red. Red Grant. Grant. Donald Red Grant. Donald Grant. Great. Keep yes. him with the Donald theme. Robert Shaw, famously pulled- of Jaws. A movie mm-hmm. that has been discussed on this very same podcast. Yeah, Quint himself. Uh, bad fish. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish ladies. Um, so, <laughs> looking, looking 30 years younger, but I do believe this is only about 12 years before Jaws. Yeah. The, and I don't know if we could, you know, uh, press this enough to people out there. We all like to have a drink or two on the weekend, have a good little good time. But if you want to be 45 and look like uh, Robert Shaw and Jaws, you might want to cut back. Mm. You might <laughs> cut really want to cut Yeah. <laughs> because the aging process from this movie to that is astounding. It is insane that that is the same person. Because so. he looks great in this. Yeah. He's got... Uh, pretty good. He's got some Aryan vibes, which is always villainous. Um, yeah. But he's pulling, yeah. Off, pulling off the blonde look. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about how age was a real killer, you know, in the 50s and 60s. But you could do a fucking scientific exploration of <laughs> Robert Shaw and the decade that that was this movie and then his biggest movie. I dare uh, I say age is the ultimate killer. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But uh, no more so than for Robert Shaw. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, so full disclosure, I've seen I thought I had seen from Russia with Love before. Turns out. I've only seen the first half of From Russia with Love. So I remember this scene going, now there's a reason Bond's got all this foundation on his face, but I could not remember why. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is he covered in makeup? Why? Why? I just could not remember that he was, it's not Bond. He's That person is wearing a Bond mask. I am, I'm so glad you brought this up, Corey, because when I first saw Sean Connery on the screen, I had to pause the TV, <laughs> walked up to it, and had to investigate what was wrong with him, like a goddamn crime scene. I was like, God, they really fucked up his that, makeup in this scene. It was on thick. Yeah, it yeah. was real thick. He looked like battered shit. Like, I, I, I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is the second Bond movie, and he already looks like dog shit. There's no way. And so, no. of course, we, um, we follow. Grant catches up to Bond in quotations and garrots him with his, with his little wristwatch garrot wire. and. Uh, Shortly after, they pull off a James Bond mask and we realize that this was all a training exercise at Spectre's Spectre Island. <laughs> yep. Which, when they called what it a that, name. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we're just going to go to Spectre <laughs> Island. 
Hey guys, do you want to call this anything special? Nah, just call it background. <laughs> it's ours. We can call it whatever we want. And that's uh, that's our opening for From Russia With Love. We move right into the music and titles, which we will not talk about right now. We'll save it. This is the first time they do a post-opening scene title sequence. A lot of firsts Dr. in this movie. Like, Dr. No is like regular movie where the just starts yeah, off. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I well, can't wait to see Doctor No. Um, yeah. No. No uh, written word song in this. Yeah. Which is the same as was last week. It was. Mm-hmm. was. We'll, we'll talk about to see if there's any difference in the scores for this one versus what we saw in Casino Royale last week. There's some heat coming in there. There's just a a, a little bit of spice in your tone. I'm just just pointing what? that out. Just pointing I that don't, out. I don't know what you mean. But uh, I will say, uh, it will be interesting. <laughs> it will be interesting. Uh, so, the next scene starts with an intense chess match between Czechoslovakia and Canada. And mm-hmm. the man from Czechoslovakia gets a note that he is needed in the other room. So he makes a very strong move and forces Canada to concede. However, In the chess game. In yes, the chess. in the chess game. However, I paused it, and I'm pretty sure he did not have to concede. They could have, they could have, there was a move he could have done. So I was a little puzzled, like, in this setting, Canada said no. All right, Queen's Gambit. (laughs) This is actually a very famous chess move that was performed, I think, in the 1960s World Chess Championship. The whole board was? it, It was a winning move, yeah. I looked and I would so maybe I just was, didn't see everything, but I saw that the bishop had him if he moved diagonally, and if he moved forward, obviously uh, the queen would have had him. But if he moved backwards, he was safe. He could have just been checked again, but then he could have killed the queen. So I'm I, I don't know. I need to maybe I need to go and, and double check it, but yeah, I, we'll do that during the break. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, checkers is more my game, gentlemen. Ah, yes, the classic. Uh, King me. <laughs> Yeah, I prefer Guess Who. Um, yeah. Does he have a beard? <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, I was concentrating on the really nice Ken Adam uh, set they got there. That's pretty good. I, I don't think Ken Adam did this set. He didn't do this set? This ain't no, no. Ken Adam? Oh. This ain't he no got Ken taken, Adam? <laughs> he got taken off to do Dr. Strangelove at this one. That's, oh. So his, his art director did the set design for this movie i was gonna say because this is i was gonna say this is the only set that looks like his it's fine the it's, them are just can add vibes yeah yeah so okay. well turns, that's actually good to know yeah so it turns out the czechoslovakia player is uh none other than a specter agent number five i believe he also known five. as kronstein and kronstein is working directly with specter for the main plan of this movie. Uh, so, we'll go over the plan, because the plan is a little <laughs> bit interesting. I'll say this. The movie, the, the, there's, it's a little shaky in terms of how fast you get along. I did have to rewind a couple times to truly understand what their whole point was. But in this scene, we, uh, we sit down with Kronstein, as well as an individual named Number One who is petting a cat, so we can surmise who this must be. It's Blofeld. And mm-hmm. we also have number three, Rosa Klebb. And they are all 
sitting down to to, to find a way to steal a, a Russian uh, decoder called the, what was it called? The Lecter. The Lecter. Yes, we mentioned it earlier. But I they don't want Dr. Lecter. Dr. Mm-hmm. Lecter? Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't want to overtly steal it. They want to coordinate a way for uh, MI6 to steal it, and then they will steal it from them, but then act like Rush is the one stealing it so that they cause strife, and then they kind of slink away none the wiser, which is basically basically their plan in a nutshell. Typical Spectre shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, have two powers going off each other. I feel like this comes into play in a great number of James Bond movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very, very mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill Spectre. Uh, can we talk about how cool Blofeld's fucking voice is? It is so cool Golly. in this. He's definitely got the, yeah. We don't see Blofeld at all in this movie, but he's got a great, he does, he leaves an impression, even though he's probably only got two minutes of screen time, really, if that. Yeah, I know, uh, we know uh, Don, Don Pleasance, you know, my friend Don. Yes. Um, yeah. Bald. Yeah. Bald yeah. Pleasant. This one had black hair. Yeah, he did. This mm. one had hair. I synced it. I might even go to say this, at least, at the very least, sounded, this Blofeld sounded the coolest. Oh, he sounds awesome. Yeah. And this is, again, it's like the, the actor playing Blofeld is not the same actor voicing Blofeld. I don't right. know. Like they, they never Shame. like they never like how the person's hand looks. I guess I don't know. <laughs> they can just bring that guy in to do both. Yeah, he had uh, fat hands. He's a terrible hand actor. You don't want this mm. guy. He's no David. He's fucking terrible. No, no. Um, also, a thing that bothered me continuously through this movie is Blofeld's number one, Kleb is number three, chess guy number five. It's number only five. prime. It's only prime numbers. Yeah. I just wanted to know, who the fuck's number two? That's all I wanted to know. That's mm. Pooh. All right. That landed yeah. so heavy. Number two, two. number two is in Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, also, number two, so... number two very well may be the cat. We don't know for sure, but... <laughs> Say you know what? I like two. that answer the best. <laughs> Um, I so, might uh, go back and uh, delete all that silence we just had and put that in there. No, so good to go. No, you earned that <laughs> silence. <laughs> so oh. in their plans, they talk about how they want to get revenge against James for killing Doctor No. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why they want MI6 to be involved, so they can get to James. That's oh. their part two plan: steal, yes. but also blame and get revenge because. Oh, their 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 precious Doctor No was killed by James Bond six I'm, months earlier. I'm gonna have to watch Doctor No to figure out why they were so butthurt about all this. Well, you know, yeah, they killed their friend. Was and, he number two? Ah, uh, maybe. You know what? Maybe. Oh. That's See? very maybe. Maybe he literally was, and we're we're dumb for not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> what if they only call him number two in no. Doctor No? <laughs> We're like, well, f- fuck. <laughs> I guess he was number two. Our bad people. Maybe we should have watched them in order. And oh, I no, will we... say here, very obviously, Rosa Klebb is the direct inspiration for Frau Farbissina from Harry from Harry Potter. From Austin yeah, from, from I Harry loved Potter. her in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Farbissina. <laughs> 
that was her that was her later career going oh. on to be oh, we are <laughs> we're on a roll gentlemen so next we're at specter island right specter island uh yeah. so donald grant is getting a busty massage by the Ooh, lake oh <laughs> Oh, it is. She, I love, I love a, a part where she's just. I gotta get nude to give you a greasy massage. Right. And I'm gonna. I'm willing to bet Grant requested that. I don't think that was <laughs> her I, choice. Yeah. I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Strong stance here, but I think the '60s hottest time for women in in uh, looks department. Or? Oh yeah. Oh okay. I love the '60s. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. They were I, having a great time yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> there's some pretty hot women these days, and I will say, clothing-wise, we've improved, or I guess lack thereof in that regard. Now, there's something about those, you know, pointy '60s bras. I don't know. He likes the cones. It works for me. Yeah, it works for me. Blaine's a it big reminds cone you of uh, reminds yeah. you guys of your mom and I a little it. more covered um, up. I liked kind of the reserve. Don't bring look, that right? edible shit into this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Blaine is um, fed up every time we go on to... You started that tangent. How dare you? <laughs> what? I did. <laughs> All right. But so. yeah, like you were saying, they, they looked uh, incredible. They looked incredible. Yeah, beautiful women. Beautiful women. Robert Shaw is getting a massage. <laughs> he looks incredible. He yep. looks great. He looks great. He, he mm-hmm. stands up and gets a nice brass knuckle punch right from, from Cliff. <laughs> she really goes in. That was a real hit, right? I'm not just imagining I think that. So. She really hit him, right? Kinda, I kind of kidneys him. She whops him. Yeah. Because if you, if you go back and watch it, his face makes a fuck. <laughs> I don't know how you can fake that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they played it in reverse. Oh, well, I don't think that's what happened. I, I I think otherwise, happened it looked like she just whacked his ass. Hopefully those weren't Did real guys... brass knuckles, but they probably were. Did you guys notice who the, like, attache she meets with oh i sure did yeah yes, i did he the youngest he's ever looked by yeah. the way that's not gogle though no no he didn't play gogle no. yeah. he's played a character called morzini yeah and he comes Walter back Gotell. later yeah he, well Walter he comes Gotell. back later in the film and yeah. we'll get to it but he looks fucking stout in this in this movie he looks massive doesn't he i don't I understand how it's the same person <laughs> yeah i mean Whole different world when he goes to Google, but yeah. Uh, and again, I love how they recycle actors in these movies. Yeah, fuck it. So, before we move on from this scene, I, once number three gets there, she's kind of walked through the grounds of Specter Island. You see a bunch of training going on, <laughs> chaos, and this shit I would is say. wild. <laughs> Just I loved this organized yeah. chaos. So there's there's a shooting range with people just blasting down range. And then a guy does a front flip past a flamethrower, then runs right behind the shooting range. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's insane. That whole that whole bit, I was like, "What are they training for? <laughs> what is this training?" <laughs> there were pistols, knives, a flamethrower, all right next to each other. And Karate geese doing honestly doing though, throws. That's the kind of chaos that you see in like you only live twice. So maybe they're training for absolute pandemonium that can happen at the end of any James Bond movie. This, I mean, you only live twice is what they were training for in this sequence. <laughs> that oh, whole God. But what cracked me up is the guys in karate gi that were just breaking boards. <laughs> this will come in handy. You got to do yeah. some yeah. standard stuff. You can't all. It can't all be just yeah. chaos. 
Well, what was great was there were guys in the foreground that were doing it. And then if you look in the background, it must have been some extras trying to do something. But this guy just sets up this board and this fellow hits it so soft and yet it breaks in half. And that made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So to uh, make things a little more clear, Kleb's part of the plan, uh, Kronstein's part of the plan is actually to create all of the twists and turns that involve the stealing of the decoder. But Kleb's part of the plan is to provide a Spectre assassin, uh, Grant, and to also provide a Russian defector uh, by the name of Tatiana Romanov. Or rather, she's basically, she's like a communications officer or something like that, and her, and she's essentially coerced into this role. And the next yeah. scene, this is when we meet her in, in Turkey. Grant is stalking her, and she meets with Kleb. And Kleb's asking some pretty silly questions. And we're kind of, kind of where is this going, Kleb? Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, Kleb is a very strong woman. Uh, and you got to appreciate a very strong lesbian in this high-ranking role. So, good for her. Why do all strong women gotta be lesbians, yeah, Andrew? Why? Also, they outing, don't. They don't. like that, Andrew. Uh, well, she died in 1980, so I think I can. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think we can go back a little bit. Uh, no, uh, I, there were little hints uh, with her where she kind of like touch Tatiana a little bit and smelled her fingers and smelled her fingers. Well, there was and like then... yeah, she puts her hand on her knee and immediately goes, "Oh, I probably shouldn't do that." That seems inappropriate. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your whole thing is inappropriate. Um, You're forcing this woman to do this. Why did? Why was that too far? Yeah, that was the one too far. Not to mention, she films her and James. Uh, uh, what's a good word? Fucking later <laughs> and smoking a cigarette a while they do word? it. What's <laughs> a good word for it? Yeah, the yeah. only word you could uh, think of. And she's like chain smoking. She's like, yeah, do that. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, they also, so she, yeah, they mentioned that she's the head of Smirsh, or at least that's her current role, because she's in fact an agent of Spectre. And that's that Smirsh again, a word I'd never heard until last episode. I did not realize it was a real Fleming canon. I believe it was a real, real thing. Was it an organization? It's a real organization. I think it, I think it may have been. Okay. Oh, well, goodness gracious. They just mm. had horrible acronyms. Smirsh. Yeah. Well, so, if I'm not mistaken, while Kleb is talking to Tatiana, she basically says, hey, you need to fuck James, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, it, if it calls for it, ride it. Yeah. You know? Really yeah. stick it to him. She, she used all those words to, to honeypot James. It's yeah. An unwilling and, honeypot. Um, gotta say, she doesn't speak a lick of English. No. Oh. Not one word. Oh, she's Italian. She's an Italian supermodel, and she is fully dubbed by a German woman, I believe. Oh, fantastic! Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say she was definitely dubbed, but I didn't realize it wasn't her voice. Okay. No, no, no. They said you're pretty. <laughs> they really vanilla us. Mm-hmm. There's even a part like on the train where she's so obviously talking, and they just didn't even bother dubbing it. They're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, just be pretty, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Quit trying. Look, just just move your lips. We just don't care. Move. Put on these tight clothes. <laughs> Shut your trap. That's your fucking cake hole. 
All words she doesn't understand, but she just nods her head. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, That's not how Italians sound. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> no. perfect. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, James Bond. The next scene, we actually see James, James our, our true James Bond for the first time. And he is canoodling in a, in a, in a punt. In a canoe. <laughs> how did you miss that one? Come on, Corey. Well, it's not a canoe. It's a punt. So. Well... Well, well, this is well. a real bishop move right here. God, canoodling was so good. Um, yeah, well, it may as well be a canoe. It's a small boat. <laughs> it's all there. The parts are there. Someone, someone can fill them in. Corey wanted to move on yeah. from that. <laughs> the what a punt. I'll let. Um, James does have a, a uh, bottle of champagne hooked with his toe, which was an interesting move. Chilling champagne in what looks like a very warm river. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that cold. Um, no, <laughs> this was not a bottle of Bollinger. This was a bottle of Tattinger, which you know, oh. an equally good champagne. Not bad, not bad at all. I've actually had this champagne. Okay, that actual one or a newer version? That actual bottle. Wonderful. The one yeah. strapped to his toe. <laughs> yeah. His toe is still attached to. It, in fact. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. so wow. what I'm hearing is you had to get a shovel and. Uh... Find Connery to do yeah. this. Dug him up. All right, that was the he was funny buried to me. with it. He was buried with he it. Buried tied it. To his toe. What nobody knows is he used carried that the rest of his life onto his. He toe. just drug it behind him. <laughs> Every like, movie he did it. Tripped a there. lot of people. His baggage. I got to carry this with me. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Untouchables, dragging it up the stairs. <laughs> Oh man! That's a pro- <laughs> prohibition at the top of the stairs. <laughs> uh, we definitely get to see uh, some classic Sean Connery James Bond as he smacks the shit mm. out of this girl's hand. I don't like it. Why does he do these? Things? Why is he the biggest asshole? <laughs> don't God, understand. Please. And they are not yeah, turned they... off by this in the slightest. She no. She died. Yeah, she did. <laughs> And I gotta say, either Sean Connery's just a really good actor about it, or he really is annoyed at these women because when he, he slaps so her hand, yeah. he looks mad. <laughs> but I guess that says a lot about him. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he plays it a little too well for me, and I don't like it. <laughs> that was not his first rodeo. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he is uh, rodeo he is, drive. He has smacked some hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But again, that what? does not stop her from fully fucking him for at least 30 minutes is because he had to tack on an extra 30 minutes to his mission goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she had a real, you know what, I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> that first 30 minutes was him judo throwing her so he could get in the mood. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. So James <laughs> arrives at HQ and we get a glimpse of old Desmond Llewellyn with Money Penny and M, of course. And like we said earlier, Desmond already looking old. Elderly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would go you... as far as to say is that M might look a little younger than old Desmond in this movie. But the happiest he has ever been in any of these. He is thrilled to show off this briefcase. He's so happy to be there. He leaves with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> and Money Penny doing great in this movie. Love it. Yeah. Looks so good. sexual. As Probably the most, I mean, they're cheek to cheek, about to fuck, like second second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they flirt hard in this one. Yeah. I was 
willing to bet they were going to fuck on her desk at one point. Mm. It was pretty, uh, pretty wild. If we had panned out, their hands would have been doing things, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%. they were already doing things on set. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so James and M discuss the whole plan. They're very obvious that this whole thing is a trap, that Tatiana is a honeypot, and that they have to lecture Dakota no matter what. Whatever it takes, even though they know this is some sort of trap, they're going to go for it. Because they gotta have that, gotta have that decoder. God, you know, gotta have it. They don't explain why. It's a MacGuffin. Who gives a shit? It's it, it's <laughs> it's the it's such it's the most MacGuffin I've ever even seen. They don't even open it. <laughs> it's in a briefcase the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when she explains it, it's like uh, it's a typewriter, basically. Oh, it's yeah. like okay, <laughs> well, interesting. Um, but I will say that this briefcase might be the most realistic. Bond gadget? Oh, I'll yeah. Throw that so out there. The, the briefcase has. It's, AKA it's, it's boring. I oh, thought yeah, it was very... neat. I like the briefcase. Here's the thing it, it seemed like it could be a real thing, but did I think it was fun? No. No. Sorry. <laughs> I don't come for real things. No. What do you, what do you I, come for? Oh man! Fake things. <laughs> oh, ooh! So a lot of things may become. Uh, <laughs> that's my joke. That was the joke. I don't know if it worked. Right. Anyway, Corey, Corey the, your your mother listens to this. Cool it down. <laughs> I thought you said my I'm motherless. I'm like I'm not motherless. She's she's there. She's there. <laughs> yes, that's a, that would have played into it. Corey, you're motherless. Calm down. <laughs> so the briefcase. Let's talk about the briefcase. Briefcase has. Uh, Come, it might. There's there's ammo sleeves. There is a hidden little part where there's money. There's little coins, gold coins. Great. Uh, Inside it is a collapsible sniper rifle. There is a flat blade that comes out the side, and then the most important gadget apparently is a gas canister. That if you open the briefcase wrong, it'll blow up in your face. There's a secret little switch you have to do to make sure that it's safe to open. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the collapsible rifle, the AR-7, back when we watched Goldfinger, um, one of the sisters in the mountains had the same rifle. I mentioned it during that episode. You did, right. That it was mm-hmm. used in another movie, and it was this one. Look at that. Back to back. They love the AR-7. <laughs> they do. Way to go. It's a cool little thing. It really only gets one use in this movie, but it's a very cool scene that it gets used, or at least a very iconic scene. And so, what's the caliber of it? Twenty-two. It's a twenty-two. Oh, that's low. Right. It's actually used twice in this movie. It's used twice. Yeah. It yeah, is. that's right. In yeah. the end. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah. And from what I understand, you can only live twice. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, all right, guys, I'm done for the night. Once well, sure. as a white sure. man, <laughs> once as a Japanese man. Why did you almost have an have an Asian accent? Once as a white man, it's a little bit rough, dear. You did saw I? how quick it cleaned up, though, didn't you? <laughs> Excuse me. It's like doing like James Wong a little bit, and that's okay. James Wong. We love James Wong. Is that what he called himself after he turned Japanese? <laughs> no, that's a real actor. You only lived twice. Oh. James Wong played Lo Pan in the best movie ever made. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you talk about that goddamn movie one more time. 
the sad part is I don't even think he's talked about it on this <laughs> on air before, but I think we hear it enough. Ah. <laughs> Let's gotta move drill, on. He's going to drill it home. Yeah. So, again, I just really got to point out how happy it was to see Q not unhappy. <laughs> just made me very pleased. Uh, well, look, he, this is the first one. You know, he came on set and he was like, oh, this is a nice little job I got here. I probably won't do this for the next 30 years. Yeah. So <laughs> I probably have some other opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they leave the scene uh, right in the, right before Money Penny and James commence fucking. He, uh, he, they, M demands that he leaves behind the picture of Tatiana, which is a very odd move. Don't take that picture. Uh, so James decides to sign it. We know it. what you'll do with it. Just leave yeah. it here. <laughs> James decides to sign it from Rush With Love, which has got to be the only time that the movie has, like, been written down in such an overt reference like that. And might I add, doesn't make a lot of sense why he would write that down. Didn't go He's to Russia. saying, like, the picture was sent from her, and she's Russian. All right. But he's giving it I'm to going with you. Penny, I guess, sort of. It's, a... it's weird. Hey, Money Penny. M <laughs> took it home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And from what we learn later, apparently M's kind of a freak. So. Yeah. 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 Bad fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, so James arrives in Istanbul. And again, followed by Grant. Grant's everywhere. And also a Russian agent who looks suspiciously like Stanley Tucci in a beret. Yeah, he does. And because he wasn't named, Mm -hmm. I called him Stanley Tucci for the rest of his time in the movie. The Bulgarian guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Now listen, this is only something that maybe one to two people will get when I say it, but when I saw this guy, he looked like the villain from Harry and the Hendersons to me. So, just throwing that out there for anyone who's seen it. <laughs> to me, he looked like the villain in the first Beethoven. Doug Jones? S- Stanley Tucci. Oh! <laughs> I did not know he was in that. I did not either. I was like, where's Blake going with this? Because I don't remember. <laughs> At Stanley, first... Te- Stanley Tucci and Oliver Platt were the bad guys. Oh my god. Well, the first thing Two I thought about was Charles Grodin, and I was like, oh, wait, he's the dad. <laughs> he's the dad. <laughs> he wasn't the bad guy. Well, he wasn't he the bad guy I guess he didn't like Beethoven at first, so in that way he's kind of antagonistic. But I wish that Stanley Tucci joke would have worked better. It's okay. You guys didn't know. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, I used to love that movie, but it has been a hot minute since I've seen it. So... <laughs> If you would have said something that's way more recognizable as a tooch, then I would have been like, that's good. Hey, yeah. good, good work. Mm. Now, if you would have said, is he the villain from Pelican Brief? I would have said, oh, yeah. Mm, no, the, the villain from uh, Jury Duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the surprise bad he's guy. The, uh, <laughs> he's one of the guys from Big Night. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. <laughs> You know what's sad, and I mean this wholeheartedly, one of the very first images that come into my mind when I think of Stanley Tucci is when the asbestos falls on his head in jury duty. (laughs) That should not be. (laughs) That should be no one's image of Stanley Tucci, but that's mine. Yep. That's mine. (laughs) So. All right. From Russia with love. <laughs> from Russia with love. It's from this uh, next scene, James finds Kareem Bay 
who is an ally to MI6, and they basically sit and discuss everything. Apparently, Kareem is aware of the whole plan and has got James's back, as well as all of his children who work for him, which he really stressed. How many sons does this motherfucker have? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, was that a giant portrait of Winston Churchill on his desk? I it might have been. Was. I think it was. I <laughs> the actually biggest said, picture ever. I don't know why we wanted to throw that <laughs> in there like, for this guy, but all right. Apparently. Yeah. He doesn't have any of his 900 kids on there, but he's got Winston Churchill on his desk. Also, Kareem, he's a lady killer. He, he just got killer. like an endless train of women coming in and out of his office yeah. and he's I, almost a little bit over it sexually too yeah yeah i mean listen when you've had that many kids but Spoiler this actor alert. i really he says my oh, favorite I'm... thing in the movie so i'm not even gonna say what he says because we're gonna have to save it okay. oh i i okay well, all right i think we might be on the same page that's fine we're gonna save it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll save that for uh, best line damn it i know what you're talking about now <laughs> Not bad, anyway. Um, but no, I really love this actor. I thought he did probably the best job as yeah. far as acting goes in this. I thought he was really great. Especially knowing what we know about yeah, his personal life at the time. That is very well, Which is a bummer, and we won't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Do you uh, want to just... Look it up. Let's just... We can, it's not fun. Yeah. He had cancer during this and um, was having a tough time. We'll say that. Let's say that. That's, that's nice. That's not... A, this was his last role. Especially the hug, the hug. <laughs> yes, the especially hugs. the hole we dug with the Chris Cornell uh, conversation. So, uh, yeah, we gotta. We don't have to. We need to. <laughs> we gotta backtrack. <laughs> so definitely, uh, but yeah. yeah he, so we'll he, go on. But yeah, he's definitely he's got, greatness. He's, he's got like Salah vibes uh, that, and I always there's a mm. few times in James Bond where they have that similar kind of vibe. Very just fun cohort to James. The actor gets it, it, you know, it works out. Works out. Yeah. He's very uh, on the lines with VJ and Octopussy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, v- yeah, VJ is a great example. Yeah, I think that's a, a good comparison. Yeah. So Also has kind of the same uh, fate a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not yes. as gruesome as yo-yo. VJ's was. Yeah, didn't get a buzzsaw yo-yo. yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> So James has uh, goes to his lodgings uh, at, at the local hotel or wherever it is, and immediately finds his room bugged, you know, completely bugged to the nines everywhere he looks. So he calls to get a different room, which they kind of anticipated. They wanted to bring him to the bridal suite, which doesn't have a bug, but it does have a two-way mirror, which we'll get to. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> damn right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this <laughs> next scene is where Green Bay is seduced... And um, and then immediately bombed while right before he's about to lay pipe. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was a pipe bomb. It, it was. was. Funny enough. Funny enough. Pipes all around, everybody. Pipes. <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> Tobacco. Ah. No. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> How is that? Robin become, Williams? How has that become the universal Robin Williams? <laughs> I think we talked about uh, this recently. Mm, mm, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> The easiest and worst impression you can do. Yeah. So, after this, Cream shows James his underground reservoir, which he said was basically built by Alexander the Great. So it's been there for quite a while. 
and they take a boat to the uh, to underneath the Russian consulate, and he's got a dang floor periscope. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The most useless spy situation. <laughs> installed a whole periscope <laughs> and where was it coming up that was the other question i, had. I guess it's like yeah exactly how, how are they not seeing like a big thing yeah there? maybe there's like a, a peephole in a wall and that you just gotta line it up, up to to line they really they really went all out well the base component of this is well i can look into this one room at the consulate and can't hear anything or if they switch rooms i'm fucked but if they go in this one room or move the couch, <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. Damn it. Well, can't move your periscope. <laughs> no. In this scene, they identify several of the members at the table. One of them being a man named Krolenko, who we basically discover is the one who bombed Kareem moments before. It's a lot of people just arriving and uh, like doing something and then arriving in a totally new location the next minute. And this is a good example of that. Uh, and yeah. Bond gets compl- like soaked the minute we, the minute uh, Tatiana comes in, and he just sees her mm-hmm. legs, and he is just dripping. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. he is. Ooh, ooh. Turn on the sprinklers. Uh, yeah, there's a new periscope in town. <laughs> and we all saw that one. Yeah, we had eyes on it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. One Down eye. periscope. Kelsey <laughs> <laughs> Grape. Um. Ah. <laughs> so this uh, this guy is also Bulgarian, and uh, this scene is very interesting. They decide to go on the run, sort of, to a gypsy encampment. <laughs> yeah, why? Kind, of, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, I guess uh, I guess Kareem just needed to be out of sight out of mind after the bombing so that because since he's the target um it's interesting if you'd have told me there would have at some point this movie would have ended up in a gypsy camp i i would have said you're crazy but no <laughs> we get a I'm good gonna, 20 I, minute scene there i'm gonna one up you had you told me that there was gonna be a six minute uh <laughs> fist fight between two beautiful gypsy women yeah uh-huh Engaged in, the, in engaged in a blood feud is the term they used. Yeah, These girls a blood, are in a blood feud. feud. Yeah, uh, that was probably uh, maybe one of the most sexist scenes written in one of these movies. That yeah, was, I, <laughs> what happens after this scene yeah. is the most well, sexist thing yeah, I've ever seen. <laughs> well, <laughs> essentially, they go to this gypsy camp where the three of us. Would have never thought that was happening. But somehow, Krolenko <laughs> and all of the goons did. And they were basically just mm-hmm. waiting for them to arrive. So as they well, gather what? their crew, this is when the, the show starts. Uh, the well, inside, what, inside what the Kareem game. says is that the Bulgarians and the gypsies hate each other. And they've had like a long-standing uh, feud between the two. Mm-hmm. So, so naturally, they weren't, like, that's the first place I would go look. At my enemy's stronghold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right. I don't get it. I don't get it. But so you know. that's why they weren't surprised when Bulgarians showed up to ruin their party. And what well, a party you know, this was. Yeah. So they're at the gypsy camp. They're uh, laughing and dancing, lighting their candles one by one, stuffing dollar bills into this belly dancer's g-string. She, the belly dancer, she was, she was talented. She was really going for it. They got a they. She, 
she was oh. a real belly dancer. Yeah, she had the obliques. That's very. That's a telltale. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> like they say, at night all the men come around and lay their money down. So. Ah, yes. Uh, mm. Ah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Ah. Mm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'll be sure to look at all my future belly dancers' obliques to determine if they are qualified. If you're yeah. legit, you gotta have the obliques. I'm Let's actually, be honest. I'm always very impressed by obliques in general. I'll just say that. Man, woman, you know, whatever you are. Gender, doesn't matter. Obliques, pretty good. Hey, amen. Uh, and I think we should also acknowledge at this point, this, uh, this scene is what all of our grandfathers went home and masturbated to. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out. <laughs> yeah, belly dance followed by a, a girl <laughs> fight. women fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went home in the 1960s, uh, voted for uh, Richard Nixon, and uh, jerked off to this movie. Yes. <laughs> Got their readers digest out. Yep. Put their dicks right in the middle and closed it. Uh, slapped That's their wife around. <laughs> That's how they did That's it. That's how they did it. Because they learned at the same time. It's Pretend, <laughs> Pretended that I'm their wife learning. was happy. Look. <laughs> look at me. I'm reading. All the wives were in loveless marriages. Uh, it was great. It was a great time. <laughs> Fantastic <everybody>. time. <laughs> but the women were so hot. Yeah, they were. They were so the 60s, hot. 60s, man. Damn. Oh wow! Hottest time for oh. women. Anyway, after this belly dance, the uh, they do they bring both these women out of their own caravans, or I'm not sure what you call those things. I think I think that yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they give them a chance. Oh, by the way, to, speaking of that, you, did you guys hear that there's a uh, caravan coming up uh, to the border? Dodge. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot no, of them no. out there. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. That was that was a joke for maybe three people. Uh, Fox News brings up a caravan of Every time, illegals yeah, coming up to the border. So there's anyway. always some sort of caravan coming. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking country sucks. Anyway, um, <laughs> they back the to chief, gypsies. The chief gives them a a chance to put away their blood feud, put it aside. They the ladies choose not to, and they have a fucking bare knuckle <laughs> scratch fight. For a while, like it's a good. <laughs> Blaine said six minutes, but it's probably legitimately oh, two minutes long. It's and that's a way long too time. long. Yeah, it's way too long. And I think we need to mention that the only reason they have this blood feud is because they're fighting over a man uh, who gets to marry the son. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's son. It's about a guy. It's about a boy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this didn't pass the Bechdel test, so we can move on from there. <laughs> I don't think it, how many of these movies did pass the Bechdel <laughs> no, test? No, not at all. <laughs> I'd love to f- see if we can find one. Um, it's all interrupted of course by a massive shootout and James kind of doesn't do much he does a couple chops and he, but he's kind of in the sidelines for this one it's, it's an interesting take yeah. uh, I wrote down I said uh, looks like the only thing James is doing really well is flipping over picnic tables that's about as much hey, as that's he an was... important role it was <laughs> He kind of fucked some people up in this. He did, but it, but like mm. in the beginning of it, I, I kept going. I was like, all right, James, get get to work. But he's just kind of walking by in the beginning. Get in there. And then he, he did. finally starts shooting people up. I yeah. did love when that machete flew right past his head and stuck into the caravan. Then he was like, I'm just going to use that yeah. real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I can use this. That's fun. And I also got to say another thing I wrote down was that... Uh, Karen Bay, the actor, probably has the worst gun acting I've ever oh seen in my yeah. life. Also, his blood pack acting. Oh, God. 
I actually saw him bust it in his hand, then rub it on his <laughs> oh, arm. My God. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. rough. He gets shot, but it's not that big a deal, and he just sterilizes it with Rocky and basically moves on. Also, <laughs> during this, I guess this guy that was running around with the slick, the Mal- Draco Malfoy running around, yeah. uh, that <laughs> was Kirilenko, right? Yeah. He was yeah. doing the dumb, he like, run. Do like a <laughs> a shuffle. <laughs> what a dumb character! Shoot. Yeah, he's basically. I don't know yeah. why he's in this movie at all. He was. He was such a pointless character who lasted one scene. Yeah, and he really I mean, got built up. He really did get built yeah. up. He got built up more than Grant did. I would say. I mean, he. You thought this guy was going to be a fight at the end? No, 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 no. <laughs> so after this, after all the calamity dies down. Uh, Kareem is is nursing his wounds, and the chief approaches Bond and makes him his son. And uh-huh. due to that, offers him both of the girls who were previously engaged in the blood feud to console James and pretty much do whatever he wants to do to reward him for his services. <laughs> yeah, you thank fa- you. <laughs> you failed to mention, apart from this offering women as prizes, Grant keeping james alive during this oh that's right that comes back later yes. of course yeah he saves Super james nice. life because he needs james to complete Still the mission lector yeah mm-hmm. so yeah james gets thanked for uh flipping over those tables and uh he gets two women for it so mm, yes good work good work and this movie you know they really try to act like oh but you you, you know you may think that they're having sex but we're not gonna really act like they are but they they 100 are acting like they are having uh. sex 100 percent yeah because yeah. they yeah. tried to a little behind the scenes censor a lot of this movie and in the end we'll talk about a really weird censor censoring they did but i mean come on that's the most blatant have sex with these two girls and then the next day they're gonna pick your hair and your food and play with your clothes because they just had sex with you yeah i mean they basically turned them into slaves is what they were uh yeah. essentially yeah mm-hmm. uh gypsy culture Probably is tough to talk about, not knowing much about it. So I don't know who stuck our foot in it. <laughs> There's nothing better than a any white guy that starts off with, you know, the thing about gypsy culture. It's like maybe, Listen, maybe we should not stick our hands. If anyone knows about gypsy culture, it's me. It's me. Oh, oh, I'm sound like an expert. I'm trying to back us away from it. <laughs> well, this is this is the movie. Yeah, yeah this is. This movie for Hopefully sure. Hopefully they don't offer people to sex slaves. I'm just glad fucking can... Sean Connery didn't slap him or some shit that he like oh. he's prone to do in these movies. Well, yeah, like he will shortly. Yeah, he gets back to it. <laughs> he got the... So in the next scene, they've already tracked down Krolenko and are going to assassinate him. They've found exactly where he lives and they've formed a plan to shoot him as he comes out of the out of his apartment of course he comes out of the uh, out of the window instead of the front door because they just must have known he was going to do that and kareem has to take the shot even though he's obviously got a wounded wing and it's the most awkward thing ever he's like use my arm (laughs) use this use this shoulder but uh but that he uses his sons one of his many sons to knock on the door and krolenko decides to come out of the window in a really interesting way uh out of anita ekberg's mouth from whatever movie that was it wasn't little dolce vita but one of her other movies with bob hope yeah and a very iconic scene where he gets shot coming out of her mouth hey 
It could have been sexual. That's what I just wanted to add it in there. Hey. Just a hey. 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 By the way, I, I know I don't want to get too far ahead, but uh, this whole sequence, I don't know if we needed to add this on to the runtime of this movie. It felt uh, a little much. I mean, the whole gypsy. <laughs> I would say the whole gypsy interlude is a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. Totally random. Good usage of the AR7 here, though. Yes. Blaine loves yeah. the AR7. Yeah, the amount of just <laughs> you guys are really just mad about this movie. Let's keep uh, us going. Uh, let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, so James returns back to his suite and finds very naked Tatiana Romanova, 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 blah, blah, uh, in his bed. Hey, we see a little side side stuff. Like she's she's naked on. She film. does a, a naked scurry. Yeah, across the room. It was a, a pearl clutch in this because there was nudity in this movie. Well, it's just the thing. So why are they trying to censor the act of like at least proclaiming that that they're you know about to have sex and they just show that whole thing? You're like, That's, yeah. why not censor that? And they censored like a word later on. Uh, I don't know. Very interesting. Oh, I didn't know about this word censure. All right, let's just uh, get to it because I keep alluding yeah. to it. So there's. We, we've already talked about the fact that they film them having sex in this scene. James knows that Tatiana is treacherous, but he says, you know what, I'm going to have her sex. I'm going to have sex with her all, all the same. And behind there is a two-way mirror, mirror that Spectre's filming. Well, the whole point of that was that they were filming this to basically blackmail James. He, the plan was that he's going to use that tape to blackmail Tatiana, and essentially it's going to... Re- you know, conclude with them killing themselves or something like that. It's very convoluted, but I don't know if I know Grant mm. was kind of describing that he was using the tape as blackmail. Anyway, he says right. in, the, in the original cut, he says basically he's implied that he looked at it and he goes, What a performance! But they cut that line because it's implicitly saying that that's about them having sex, right? Well, in the very end of the movie, when James says, Oh, well, he was right. He's supposed to say, well, he was right. What a performance. But they cut that, that part as well. So we're just left with, him, with James going, well, I suppose he was right. And it makes no sense because it was alluding to a previous line that was cut. What a dumb fucking thing to cut. Mm. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay. Because it's, it's implicitly describing a, se- a sex scene. They ha- so but, they cut that. But they're fine with the... Smacking the shit out of her. <laughs> Smacking the shit out of her. The implicit slave slavery threesome he gets into. Oh, f- fucking yeah. okay. It's fine. We all know what he smells like. Smells I I really like... thought. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna tell me something much worse. Like yeah, so they're implying that James went down on her, and they're gonna blackmail James for doing. He that. wouldn't go down <laughs> on anyone. Yeah, that's what me? I was gonna what say. I was gonna say that's not no the, sh- Connery's no Connery's no. not going down on anybody. Nose hasn't been south of a belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? I'm surprised. Uh, it's been... play, just a firm no on that one. No fucking way. Uh, There's no Bond. Don't do that. Well, I'll say I think <laughs> Timothy Dalton judo Bond, throws for foreplay. I think Timothy Dalton Bond exclusively does that. I'll say that. Oh. What? Well, Roger we Moore too, for sure. <laughs> Roger does everything. Roger's a sex. Roger, <laughs> Roger's like whatever you want to do. 
power bottom. <laughs> I'm a power bottom. <laughs> uh, so they make sex in front of the two-way mirror, and of course Cleb is watching it again, chain smoking cigarettes, enjoying the flicking shit out her of bean. It. Oh, she is <laughs> flicking the bean at this. Just... She is. This is uh, what I've been waiting for. Oh man! <laughs> no one even asked her to do this. She just took this upon herself. <laughs> this is her. her <laughs> she has her own copy. Nobody look. <laughs> So they, before that, though, Bond determines that they need blueprints to the Russian consulate to get the lector. So the next scene is them going to this large church to meet with whoever has those blueprints. Um, and Grant is there, as is Stanley Tucci. And essentially, Stanley Tucci gets to the blueprints first, but Grant kills him so that Bond can retrieve them. Again, he needs Bond to complete his mission. Um, the next scene, because that scene is pretty, pretty, pretty. There's, there's a lot of these scenes where it's just I honestly like, didn't okay. know what the fuck was going on. There's, it's, it's a very, I, a very dry scene. Yeah, no joke. I might have watched this and then was just like, okay, <laughs> like, I, well, all right. It's, it's all a right. very dry scene. Oh, you got a map? Cool, <laughs> cool. Moving cool. on. Cool. Cool. cool, um, cool. The next scene. Uh, Kareem and, and James are discussing Tatiana, and I don't really, that part's another dry one. James Pitter and patter. Tatiana, yeah, bitter patter. James and Tatiana. Yeah. Actually, she goes by Tanya too. We forgot to mention. There you go. So James and Tanya go on a boat ride, and they discuss the decoder and take some nice fun pictures. And we get our second gadget of the movie, which is a camera recording device. Yeah. Now, for, was it a, for for whatever it's worth? Now, uh, maybe I was a little confused. Is it recording and relaying at that exact moment to MI six? I don't think so. I, I I think it's just a tape, and then they play the tape later. Because it seems a little ridiculous to record it, then have to get an envelope, mail the whole goddamn thing back to MI six. Because they were waiting for MI six to verify. Oh, she's legitimately talking about the lector. That have been days. Yeah, it'd have been days later. I'm Maybe just gonna pretend. Wasn't. I'm gonna pretend it was real time. I am too. I think that's what I'm well, gonna pretend. James wasn't. James wasn't there when M listens to it, so it may very well may have been. And this is where we learned that uh, James and M uh, did some. Uh, listen, the way it's described, I think M might have sucked on stick. I think that might have happened. Please elaborate. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, no, they, when they're recording, talking about the recording equipment, he says, uh, this one time, M and I were in Japan, oh, and then yes. M cuts it off. <laughs> that's right. I, I think that's probably just some hookers. I mean, let's be honest. It's probably hookers, but it, what made me laugh is to think, and we got so drunk, M went down on me in the middle of the bar. I certainly did not go down on him. I don't do I would. That. No, don't I get should... me wrong. A mouth's a mouth, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> I just put my little hat on his face. And... <laughs> you know, you bring up a good point. That was a note I had for later on, but we got Bond in a lot of hats in this movie. Yeah, she, he's quite a few hats. <laughs> yes. Well, because he's, he's wearing a hat in, in the bullet shot in the beginning of the movie, which we always were like, what's that hat doing? And in this movie, he's actually donning the hats to kind of match in line with that image of Bond. And later on, he wears like a captain's hat. 
<laughs> he switches hats. Yeah, because he yeah. he's getting on a boat. That's his driving hat. Now oh, he's, on his, he's in his boating hat. Now. Tatiana, reach in my suitcase and pull out my. <laughs> Give me my cap. My seaman's hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, she got to do a kind of a a little dress up, so he may as well as well. Fair enough. Fair yes, enough. Well, as well. My thought so, was that uh, they couldn't find a real good wig this movie, so they had to keep him in hats. Was he already needing wigs? Is that something I don't know about Sean Connery? Well, in the next one, uh, it's definitely a wig. I don't know how he was doing in this one, as far as Goldfinger, he was wearing a wig? Yeah. Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did we talk I about it in the episode? I think, we've, I think we might have talked about it, actually. That was so long ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, uh, right after this, they get the go-ahead, and James infiltrates the consulate uh, right after Kareem bombs it, noting that he told... Tanya that they were going to do it the 14th, but he chose to do the 13th so that she wouldn't tell anybody. Great move, Bond. They <laughs> retrieve the lector and escape via the underground reservoir, and then they board the Orient Express. Grant's already on board. Grant. Fun fact. So when James is in the Russian embassy and going, uh, are your, is your Russian clock correct? Talking about the clock he's talking to a <laughs> russian man mm-hmm. that was harry saltzman oh shit really yes a little cameo by the Mr. producer yeah the producer yes very fun i don't know if we talked about this during the spy who loved me but i know you and i watched the behind the scenes of that one and the first i want to say 10 minutes of the spy who loved me behind the scenes is talking about what a tragic ter- like terrible, terrible businessman. <laughs> yeah, terrible businessman. Terrible business Harry man. Saltzman was. I remember watching that and going, so we're we gonna talk about the movie or are we just gonna talk about uh, what a shitty business person this <laughs> guy is? Like, Harry Saltzman through the mud. Listen, Cubby, there's this new thing, it's called ice. Yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> it was it was a wild start to uh behind the scenes, yeah. So well that's fun to know. Well at yeah. least he, at least he's on screen. There you go. So then they get on the Orient Express for 78 minutes. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's important to note that there's another Russian agent that we barely get introduced to by the name of Benz, who also follows them on the train. So you've got and Grant's... the sad part... I was going to say, the sad part is, he didn't even want to get involved in this. He just saw her and was like, oh, fuck. Oh, god dang it. It's Hold on, i got to do my job real quick. <laughs> got to join the... Uh, the, the next scene is just so bizarre where Bond apparently got Tanya a bunch of clothing and she tries on the first dress, which she talks about wearing out in public, but that shit is a nightgown. That is a nightgown. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. That is, that is fundamentally not a dress. It was a negligee. Yeah, it was, but it was a, it was not something for public use. No. (laughs) So much so that Cream opens the door and can't stop saying charming. I think he says it like eight times. That's charming. What a we know what he means. Yeah. We knew what he was going for. I'm hornier than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a... <laughs> I wish you would have said that. I'm hornier than I've ever been. <laughs> That's a what a way to make an entrance. Right yeah. It's <laughs> a way to enter a room. Hello. Nice shoes. <laughs> I so am hornier than I have ever been. I got to change my socks because, damn. Anyway. <laughs> the next scene, 
they <laughs> capture Benz. Benz doesn't get a lot of screen time. He's they they track him, capture him immediately, and their whole plan is to escape through the restaurant car. They keep mentioning the restaurant car, but they leave Kareem and Benz to. I don't. I'm not gonna say duke it out, but talk it out in in one of the carts, and that's the last time we see Kareem. Well, to me, it appears that Kareem's about to play him a song on a kazoo. Okay, I'm glad you bring this up because <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that fucking thing was. <laughs> it looks like a kazoo, but I swore it was a cigarette holder. It, I it's thought it was opening a cigar. Some... I think he was opening up a cigar. Okay. I'm going with it. <laughs> how funny would that have been? That's just how he tortured this dude. Just he with the do, 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 do. <laughs> For six hours. Tell me the info. <laughs> Tell me where it is. Honestly, if you blew a kazoo right in my ear, I would fucking scream. It's like... Exactly. Yeah. It would only take once. It would only take once. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Whatever, man. <laughs> Something about kazoos like make, makes your ears rattle. Ugh, I actually would not like that. Not at all. Mm-mm. No. Mm. <laughs> that was <laughs> instead of waterboarding. That's what they do. <laughs> just, we're just zooing people's ears. By the way, anybody who whose favorite uh, thing is just a kazoo, weirdo. Think we can <laughs> That's just my favorite thing in life. <laughs> I carry it everywhere I go. Every time I go to Cracker Barrel, I get a kazoo. God damn it! <laughs> Regional joke. <laughs> you gotta have your smash penny. You gotta have your kazoo. Smash pennies. Yes. Uh, literally, when you said that, I was like, I wonder if that's going to play everywhere. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. I was like, hmm. I don't know where their locations are. Oh, y'all ever play the golf tee game? <laughs> anyway. Yep. Regional. All right, so James, James and Tanya do a little bit more nasty. James smacks her ass. In a very yes. very big way. Very very classy. Yep. Very <sighs> classic classy. James. Uh, the next scene, though, however, James finds Kareem and Ben's dead. Apparently from each other, but we know that it was actually Grant that did the job. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, didn't I mean, like it. it was... We like Kareem. Kareem was cool. We liked Kareem. Mm-hmm. And you never and like it either un... where a cool character gets killed off screen. Off screen like... deaths. Yeah. And plus, not to mention, he's leaving those 300 kids without a father. Right. Yeah, not great. I mean, honestly, the next scene where his sons are like, why didn't they stop? I was like, (laughs) oh, no. Those poor kids. Uh, Well, James Uh, is now furious. And he goes to interrogate. Oh, go back. Go back. We're not done. No, I said so mad. Oh, so mad. So mad. So mad. He comes in hot. Too hot, I would say. He obviously knew that Tatiana was a sort of honeypot but at this point he really lets it all out and he gives her a big slap he kind of butters her up a second later and i was just like come on what are we what are we even doing he also grabs that arm yeah horde yeah but she spills no beans because she doesn't have any beans to spill she's kind of only doing the she's only there at face value yeah not to mention they they write her to the reason she can't even talk is because she's just like, I love you, James. I'm so in love I'm with you. I'm so in love with you. And he's like, British cock. <laughs> your fucking hairy everything body. Ugh. Yeah. And again, once again, uh, 
Connery doesn't seem like he's acting when he's grabbing these women no. either. <laughs> That's what I really don't like. It doesn't seem like this was rehearsed. It just seems like Connery's like, oh, I do this all the time. Hold on. <laughs> I'll just snatch her arm at a yeah, joint. Snatch her ass. <laughs> I'll slap her around. Uh, yeah, it's uh, disturbing. It's a disturbing sight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all so. I got. That's so. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like how grovelly she is towards him. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's, again, it's written by old white men. Yes. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, it's just. From the 1960s. Not what I look for in a Bond girl, I'll say. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Not at she's, all. Yeah, not at she's, all. As Bond uh, girls go, she's, she's just fine. Yeah. I will say that they did a better job in the next movie with Pussy Galore, but this this was ridiculous. What they this woman was just a ornament on screen. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And got nothing nothing on uh, Spy Who Loved Me, which is still I, I think our favorite Bond girl. I think she goes. She's, I think she took the title. Triple X. Triple X. Yes. Still a fan. Still a fan. Yeah. So the train stops a couple times, one of which James informs Kareem's son that he is in fact dead. And then they get back on the train and make a make an alternate plan. The next one, Grant steps off because in Croatia they were supposed to meet or, or a man named Nash was Captain Nash was supposed to come aboard and help carry out the rest of MI6's plan. However, this all being, you know, Grant's plan, or rather I guess Kronstein's plan. He kills Nash and impersonates him for the rest of the film, for the rest of the movie. And it's the only time they actually hear Grant speak. Uh, Correct, was, old man. Which, which was nice. I was finally ready for him to say something. It's quiet man. the whole time. Okay. And he says old man quite a bit. He really he says it a hundred. He, yeah. he hangs on to that. During this train scene, all the train scenes, they randomly cut to the outside of the train, and then they'll show a background of a map with the train route. They do this at least 20 times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really relying on the map and train shots. (laughs) It was making me so mad. (laughs) It's Uh, like they just figured out how to do it or something and were like, yeah. It's definitely a trope. (laughs) I gotta tell you, it didn't bug me at all. I love it when things... You know what? I I love it in Raiders of the Lost Ark because it lasts for Nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Not. Quick. We get it. We get it. Yeah, you're you're, <laughs> you're moving. moving. Yeah, we caught on. Yeah, I get you it. Are covering distance. Yeah. Um, I'll say another thing that made me really mad is how many times they got off and back on this fucking train. Well, you're not just gonna stay on at a train stop, Andrew. Oh, excuse me. Huh? It's my bad. Fuck me, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Actually, actually, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Got a real train virgin over here. I know. Yeah. You ever been Pardon on an Amtrak me. train? The worst experience of your life? Yeah. <laughs> I I will say this. I wish all trains were like the ones in James Bond movies, but uh, from what I hear from you guys, not the case. We we have we did we, we discussed Snoctopussy, and yes, it's uh, the Orient Express looks like a, a fun train compared <laughs> to what trains actually are here in the state. Except for all the murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's a lot of there's a lot that happens. There's on a that. lot of death happening on these trains. <laughs> and by the way. Bond and Grant technically come across each other a few times on this train. At no point did, was Bond like, you know, 
you look like another six foot tall Nazi looking motherfucker on this train. It's weird that you're the guy I'm meeting up with. Did they interact before that? <laughs> I don't think so. Remember, he walks past Grant like twice while they're on that train. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Okay, well, idiot. Also, I'm also, sorry. Bon, ha- bon had a little. He he had laying pipe on the brain. He needed to go take care of business. Yeah, Fair enough. He was, uh, and and smacking around this poor lady. <laughs> yeah. I, gotta go beat, I gotta go beat up my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have time seriously. to look around. So they meet uh, in the train car, and then want to go have a further meeting in the on the restaurant car. Bond plays his briefcase before he goes to join them, and Grant drugs Tanya's drink so that she passes out, leaving Grant and Bond to discuss privately. Um, and he basically reveals himself fully to Bond, and right before knocking him out, Bond is, you know, bamboozled. Frankly, I'm a little surprised that, that he tricked him so well. Bond seemingly had no idea. He got yeah. played, and I gotta say, when he hits James in the back of the head, yeah. holy fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you fake that, unless yeah. they play it backwards. Again, well, I don't know if that's happening, but he smacked the shit out of him. I, again, Robert Shaw more than likely was a little drunk on this whole set, so he might have gone full force. And I, we're, we're about to talk about their fight scene, which happens, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, did they not like each other? It appears so. Like these guys were uh, very angry the whole way through. There's, there was, I read somewhere that there was a large amount of choreography that they planned for this, for this fight scene that took them a very long time to film. Mm. And so I would imagine that if they went to all that effort, they found a way to make that look convincing without actually hitting them. But who knows? <laughs> Again, I can pretty much guarantee Robert Shaw was... Really drunk most days he was on set. <laughs> oh, I forgot because I always point out drink. The I thought that ordering Chianti with Soul was a bit strange, and Bond should have 100% caught on because that was odd. Yeah, I mean, Blaine and I both discussed that link when it happened. There was right. Yeah, I was like, could you? What a dead giveaway. <laughs> also, we didn't talk about that. And second, <laughs> uh, what was was he saying like? Ugh, a real spy wouldn't order fucking red with fish. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just, just. What if I just like it? God damn it. What if I only like red wine? <laughs> Fuck, you. <laughs> Fuck you. What if white wine have gives you... me indigestion? Out of, out of, have you ever had red wine with fish? I would never. I'm sh- I'm probably. It what makes am I? it taste like <laughs> legit trash. It's so weird. The, it's, like a, it's like a weird chemical thing that happens, but the tannins make fish taste like garbage. It's horrible. One man's tannin is another man's... (laughs) Shannon. Caviar, I don't know. Man, that tannin's my Shannon. (laughs) Tannin is my Shannon. Michael Shannon, even. Michael Shannon Doherty. Yep. Yep. Mm. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe not. She's actually not a lot of fun. I was going to ask you, Corey, have you ever had Turkish coffee? I know they want to know I'm backtracking a bit, but... (laughs) I have not had it before. I would love to try it. I, I think it's so fascinating. Yeah, I kept thinking that during this. I've something I've never had. I've had I just I did recently have Jordanian coffee, which was really oh. cool. From the nation of Georgia? From the nation Jordan. of Jordan. Oh Jordanian, excuse Jordanian. me. Jordanian. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually coffee with a lot of ground cardamom in it. So a really unique taste. I liked it. Mm. Anyway. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but hey, uh, hey, Who if knew? you ever find a Turkish coffee spot, I'll go. 
Okay. Get some hot sand coffee. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. It is. It sounds interesting. It's supposed to be really, really sweet, though. So there is that. Mm. I think Bolivian coffee is made similarly without all the sugar. So, you know, fun. Okay. Uh, so, after getting knocked out, James puts the whole plan together. And Grant reveals everything. In fact, he even says, I don't mind talking. And just tells him everything. Uh, and realizes that Grant's been playing him from the start. He's responsible for killing Stanley mm-hmm. Tucci. He's responsible for killing Kareem. Uh, he's responsible for everything. Yeah. And he also reveals the whole sex tape blackmail plot, which, again, was really shoehorned in there because they had to cut parts of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it seems like that would be the least thing Bond cared about, but okay. Unless he has a tiny penis. Oh, that's or, or he actually went down on this girl. Oh, I can't have the world see. I can't that. have it going out. See me do that <laughs> and enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, he's like just fist bumping himself the whole time. Yeah. He just goes down and plays a kazoo <laughs> right on her pussy. Wow, <laughs> he's oh. you're gonna make sure it's a little bit more blue because it's not enough. Yeah, had to have it in there. You know, kids, Jesus. do you know what it means when we say "go down on"? I will further elucidate for you. Yes. Uh, so James tricks him with a classic suitcase bait and switch, uh, where he opens up one suitcase for him, but then has him open up the second one, which is uh, rigged with the gas bomb. Or the gas cartridge, whatever you want to call that thing. Which, again, only really serves to shock Grant. It has no other effect. I really wish it was like a, I don't know, poison gas, maybe? James could have covered his mouth. I don't know. Anything a little... These weird gadgets that do almost nothing. Wasn't there another one in a recent one we watched where... Yeah, I think it, it was, was in I think living, it was the living daylights. It did nothing. It, did, it barely did anything. His stupid little car whistle thing. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I didn't know James had two trick suitcases. Well, one wasn't a trick. He just had a second suitcase that he used. Well, uh, well he pulled tr- gold out of one. I he guess just... he, mo- yeah, he moved the gold coins to his second suitcase. Just or cause... don't they, or they all come standard with those gold coins? <laughs> yeah, they all have gold <laughs> coins in them. I mean, have you ever opened up a suitcase and found gold coins in it? I wish. These yeah. are doubloons in my suitcase. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so can, you they make have... cha- can you make change for my doubloon? <laughs> How much change for this doubloon? <laughs> What's the current changeover rate for a doubloon? Um, so they fight it out. They have a knockdown, drag out fight. It's a pretty cool fight. Like, they really, they really yeah. go for it. They have, I was impressed. I was, I was happy with it. Especially but for it's... 63. Yeah. They're beating the shit out of each other. Like yeah. Blaine said, it, it did make me think, oh, these two must like, have hated each other. I was like, they're trying to out-alpha each other here. Very much this so. This was not a Roger Moore fight scene. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's, that's well, I'm lucky you put it like that, because he basically is Spectre's version of James Bond. Throughout yeah. the whole movie, he's doing the exact same things James would have done. Just better than James. Kinda, kinda. Fair it's enough. Successful until he just spills the entire beans in the end. Well, he got greedy. He wanted those yeah. doubloons. Ah, he saw the gold. Got fucked up. Get, get fucked. So he tries to bring out his wristwatch garrot wire again, but uh, it gets reversed onto him. 
and uh as as uh james pulls out his briefcase blade that i almost forgot about yeah and not to hold up here but i did make a note when this scene did happen when he pulled the uh the watch thing out uh cory is using a word that i'm not familiar with so i won't say it but when he does the what is it cory garot garot yeah. thank you famously used on luca brasi in the godfather yes. oh the garot scene with luca brasi I just called it the strangulation scene. Garot but, wire. Garot wire. All right. Anyway, when that happens, uh, it did make me think, all the way back to the beginning of the movie, what was that little exercise for? Because uh, to do we have a guy. Very, let's do this thing. To well, yeah. things down what do you mean? <laughs> but, no, no, no. But my point is, that seemed like a lot going into that, just so Grant could strangle a guy wearing a James Bond mask. Know what I'm saying? Hey, maybe he should have practiced a couple more times. Is all <laughs> hey! I'm saying. Hey, it didn't work out so hot this one. Is that Bobby Cannavale? Did he join the mic? He did. He He's did. here, Bobby. Uh, whatever you said, I'm here. Garot. It's me. I never say my last name. Bobby Garot. Why, um, Margaretti. Bobby Garofalus. Uh, I'm Margaretti. I like pizza. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. No, no. I mean, that's my point. Is also, garage wires, that's a very, like, common thing. Yeah, Andrew, you fucking oh, idiot. Oh, okay, pardon Fuckin me. more on this guy. <laughs> Been a while since I strangled someone. Um, well. Well, yeah, like I always say, you can kindly fuck off. Now. <laughs> you don't always say it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't kind at all. <laughs> I felt a little bit attacked, in fact. Yeah. Attacked, anyway, fact. my only point was is that it seemed like a stupid exercise. It is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it it is seemed funny. like a stupid exercise. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah so james and tanya who has been completely asleep the entire time because she's been drugged uh ha- she has to ragdoll her way off the train uh to safety and <laughs> good bond- way to put it <laughs> and and bond does a very interesting thing here so grant has a getaway truck a flower truck waiting for him and bond knows this somehow and he goes to the truck and takes oh. out the guy but puts him in the passenger seat and just lets him kind of hang out for the rest of the car ride. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. I thought James just carjacked this poor flower monger and kidnapped him for the last <laughs> no. 10 And treated minutes. him absolutely like shit. <laughs> yes, in the time no, the guy is like here. shouting for grants. He's going... He's, he, I, he I missed that. I thought he yeah. just... But also, James says, this is probably the smoothest shit I've ever seen. He like jumps back on the train, the exterior of the train, goes and does like this like smooth dismount and then hides behind the truck. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice that? I did. Mm-hmm. Very smooth. And then he steals his truck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a random guy. And yeah. it was hilarious to me. I honestly, Corey, thought you were going to say, so he kidnaps this guy, throws him in the passenger seat, but then throws Tatiana in the back. <laughs> he does throw it. He's like, you can sleep on these fucking flowers, you yeah. idiot. Yeah. No. <laughs> You sleep, really, bitch. Why are you so sleepy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you, it's her fault. <laughs> you stay back here with the dogs. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. So right after this, we get a helicopter chase, which I believe is the first helicopter chase of the Bond movies, and then is, as we well know, becomes a very big theme in all of Bondum. Lots yeah. of helicopters, and Bond decides after they kind of barely get hit to. Go in a helicopter chase on foot, which was a an interesting choice. 
yep. to make. <laughs> and the helicopter just keeps barely missing him. I'm not sure how. I mean, he's not he's not moving very fast. He's obviously on foot. It's a helicopter. Listen, so this these, scene was these guys pretty are, uh, Yeah, these guys are worse than the Norwegians in the thing. They, uh... <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> this and the guy, the guy kept... Was... <laughs> sorry, go so, ahead. Sorry, this was Connery doing these stunts, by the way. I am... Uh, yeah, I guess. Good for him. Good for him. The guy, though, the, 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 the co-pilot... <laughs> the co-pilot was just sucking on grenade pins, and it was driving me crazy. It just I, every time they panned him, he was dripping grenade pins out of his mouth. I was like, "Stop doing that! Use <laughs> your other hand. Just use your other hand, dude. You're not also flying the plane. Just stop. He's got to throw two at once. Otherwise, it's not cool. Yeah, I don't. It's ridiculous. So James kind of takes advantage of that and shoots with the with the AR-7. He shoots the co-pilot while whilst he is taking a pin out of yet another grenade. He drops a grenade. Luckiest shot on earth, and it blows up the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, <laughs> this is me still thinking the flower truck guy was just a flower salesman. <laughs> I, I was like, I bet this flower truck guy is like, what the fuck is He's going on right now? Still in the truck this entire time. <laughs> and secondly, why wouldn't he run away? <laughs> He's, nope. <laughs> Safety in the truck. There's helicopters out there. I honestly wish that this was a random person that Bond kidnapped. God, I thought it was, and I was a giant. <laughs> this poor Who is guy. This guy? He's like, I just, they stole my truck, and then a helicopter <laughs> comes. And you didn't throws. like question it when he asked him where the keys of the boat were. I thought he was like, "Tell me where your boat is." Yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing that too. I'm taking your fucking captain hat too. I love the idea that this random guy he would have stolen the flower truck from. He uh, made him co- he made him send the passenger seat and then said, "All right, give me directions to your boat, bitch." Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking your boat too. Oh man! So I mean, honestly, Connery's Bond. It. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> he engages the 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 flower guy and says, "Give me your keys to the boat." And he and Tanya get on the boat, and this is where. The movie could have ended, frankly. Um, it would have should probably, have. It probably been. A, it probably would have been a, just a fine ending. But we cut back to Spectre, and Blofeld has is sitting down yet again with number three, number five, and we know he is disappointed, and but we don't know who he, he wants to kill one or both of them, and we don't know who. Uh, and in comes Old Walter Gotel himself, Marzini, yet again. This is the scene where he is looking stout he looks like he looks like a henchman which i would have never said about gogol yeah he he's a big dude yeah, or he, these two actors are very short i don't know which one well i'm pretty sure number three is a tiny little old lady yeah yeah she is she she's, was uh, um, 28 in this movie she's 98 <laughs> 28 <laughs> 28 yeah 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 oh no lesbians <laughs> age real hard in the they, do. <laughs> they do they <laughs> do uh, uh, so he pulls out his shoe knife because you know we got to have those shoe knives a poison tipped shoe knife and uh <laughs> and so he decides this motherfucker he, in the shin am i the only one who, yeah yeah am i the only one who thought for maybe a second that he was going to do like some kind of big kick and kick him in the chest <laughs> yes <laughs> i wanted great. anything else <laughs> like an axe kick <laughs> when he kicked him in the shin i was like huh Okay. It's so anticlimactic. <laughs> I thought we were going to get like a kill Jackie in six Chan. Seconds. Yeah. Kill well, quick, Blofeld does a countdown. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the, the, 
the uh, they were teeing it up that he was going to kill three, and he ends up killing number five. Right, so kills Kronstein. Which Blofeld does again in You Only Live Twice. Sure does. It's, shark a, mm-hmm. it's a very big James Bond trope that we don't, and, again, trope. borrowed by very borrowed by every other spy Bond movie, spy movie. Mm-hmm. So this part, again, had to have been, ha- had to have happened a day in advance, because in the next scene, he's in a boat right next to James and Tanya. <laughs> the same yep. guy who just killed Kronstein <laughs> is in a boat after <laughs> Which, just... why did they do that? Like, why did they film them so close to each other like that? I... I want I to stick know. with Blaine's original idea that then he throws this poor son of a bitch <laughs> yes. off the boat. He keeps the flower guy tied up and then throws him into the water off of the speeding boat. I really wish they had deleted that scene where we knew he worked for Grant. That would have made this so much fun. <laughs> Just watched it through my lens. I was like, God damn. Jesus, Bond is an asshole. They really actually zoomed. They, they really gave that scene a lot, too. Like They made you really like focus on the fact that, he, that Bond just chucked this guy off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, Morzini, Walter uh, Gotell, catches up to Bond in their boat, and all seems all seems lost, except Bond decides to fill the whole freaking water with gas and catch them all on fire. By the way, it looked like no less than thirty barrels of gasoline fell off this very small boat. That was pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah. There were only four barrels, but everything was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I watched the behind the scenes of this, mm-hmm. and it took like 900 gallons of gasoline or something that they dumped into the water. Wonderful. Real environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the special effects, uh, the practical effects guy, they blew it <laughs> during a rehearsal. Oh. So they had to redo <laughs> it again the next day. Uh, yep, and if you go to that, go. I also read go... that that poor Walter got his eyelids burned, like Aww. pretty badly, and so did like three other three other um, thugs got got also got wounded in the, also, on, this, on these fights. Uh, the director almost yeah. died. His helicopter, yeah. Oh no! His helicopter crashed during this. It was like one of those like the little helicopter that they were being chased with. Yeah. Uh, Right after takeoff, crashed into the water, sunk like 50 feet, and they had to go down there and get the guys out of the helicopter. Holy shit. And, and they all he, survived. Which and he went, he, it said he went back to filming about 35 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Got a, a job to do. Got, also, got things to film. Daniela Bianchi's driver got into a yes. huge accident and fucked her whole face up. She was like really, really badly bruised. So they had to postpone filming for her for like, like weeks. Two weeks. What was the safety standards back then? What safety standard? <laughs> he drove down to like off of a bridge and down a ravine and flipped the car. So Jesus what we're saying is it was Robert the fact Shaw. That no it was Robert Shaw. I'll take this. Helicopter. I'll do this. <laughs> that was my first day on the job. <laughs> Literally, though, when that all the explosions goes off, there are a few scenes with you can see the stuntmen are freaking out. I, it I is, would be. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like anybody had a real good handle on what was about to happen. Uh, so no, I get it. No. Yeah. That looked like nobody understood how bad this was going to be. Jesus Christ. What a way. That's probably the most insane way that Bond 
took out. He blew and he just ignited a whole bonfire on all these boats. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to that body of water today, it is nothing but a toxic waste. Yeah, so. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure. I'm sure that they had to really struggle to fix that shit. And you Golly. know, they didn't clean up shit. They just <laughs> left. <laughs> well, we got our scene. Gotta go. Uh, fuck you, fish. <laughs> That's so, the town's drinking water. They don't give a shit. <laughs> Ocean water. And here we are again. This movie could have and should have ended here. They drive off in the boat. Mm-hmm. Great. Nope. So <laughs> Cleb's got to get one last uh, one last ditch effort in before mm-hmm. before this film ends because otherwise Blofeld's going to kill her, and you know she would deserve it. So she yeah. comes in as a maid as they are. In their hotel, some random in hotel that Venice, they find themselves in. Where we go to in every goddamn James every Bond James movie. Bond yeah. movie. And she very not subtly at all keeps trying to take the briefcase. <laughs> you would think this person has been a spy for a day. She is the worst. And then she finally just goes up and and pulls her gun out mm-hmm. on James. She um, does like the the uh, arm over in the elbow yeah. crook. Gunpoint. The arm over and the elbow crook. Yeah, I guess to I don't know for why stabilization you're... purposes because her arms are so shaky from yeah, being a lesbian s- for so long. <laughs> Those shaky lesbian arms. Yeah, a lot of hand work. Yeah, arthritis. Ah, she's old. <laughs> you're doing you're doing great keeping it blue. <laughs> Way to go. Keep it blue. <laughs> you know what? Keep it blue, bud. Keep it blue, buddy. Where's my kazoo? So... <laughs> Jill's in for a treat. <laughs> oh, no. Well, got to go get her from Istanbul. <laughs> or Constantinople. Anyway, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, Tanya, at first, we think she's going to go with Cleb because she technically still works for her, but she decides, after she goes out the door, to come back in and betray her country for James. She knocks the gun out of Cleb's hand, but... Club also has a shoe blade, <laughs> and she waggles it around like. Oh my god! When when Club does that, when Club Dub does the crip walk to James, it is and the crip because she's old. Yeah, crip okay, keeper walk. We gotta say, the climax of this movie is James beating up an old woman. Uh, pretty much killing her. Basically, yeah, killing an elderly lady. Yeah, giving her the chair. And then Tatiana murdering her. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. Or <laughs> Russia with yeah. love. He kills her, and then James, and I won't say the line, because it might be someone's favorite line, but he he says a great finishing line. I gotta say, it's probably my favorite finishing line that he delivers after, like, killing somebody. I don't um, want to give anything away, but it's my favorite. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I kind of yeah. thought it might be. Mm-hmm. So, the film finally ends as Bond and Tanya float away on a Venetian boat, and they it, again it ends really odd where he's bringing it where they start to kiss and she goes, "Who, James? They're filming us!" And he goes, "Oh, not that again!" And he pulls out the the video or the tape, and that whole cut that whole cut sequence like we described earlier makes this whole scene so weird because it's obviously disjointed, and then him holding up the the tape reel and like flapping it around like a little bird. Very, yeah. very odd. odd. Very strange ending. Yeah. 
to say uh, the that least. Whole, that whole thing should have been cut. They should have just ended it when he kissed her, and then like that should have been it. Period. Yeah, but they had to include that bullshit for whatever reason. Can I also say this? Uh, and I know this isn't going to count toward our scoring, but I didn't mind the song at the end of this movie. I I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I take it leave it. Oh, okay. And your score is showing that indifference again. Now, <laughs> it's fine. You've been showing indifference to this movie this whole time. <laughs> I think I've been pretty one-sided about this movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's how the movie ends. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to judge this thing. That damn right we are. All right. So we'll see you guys in a few minutes. All right. All right. And welcome back to Judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, let's judge this thing. Like always, we're going to do our awards first. Let's talk about the best death. Can we talk about the best death? I suppose. Guys, I'm going to start. Now listen, sometimes I like to subvert things a little bit. And instead of best death, I'm going to do most ridiculous death. And that's Kleb. I I intentionally... (laughs) Didn't discuss her actual death so that I could discuss it here, but it's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. <laughs> it is it is several frames of her just with her mouth wide open and her hands clawed up in some sort of like Michael Jackson thriller pose, and she is really lean and she, it's it's wild. So there's this mm. old video mm. montages you can look up of of like bad screen acting deaths. And there's one where I believe a guy is shot, and, it, and he's shot about six times, and each time he's shot, he turns and goes, <laughs> and then he like, and like turns a different direction. She's basically doing that, and they just hold on her for a good solid ten seconds. And I was laughing. I couldn't believe that this was how they're ending a Bond movie when they frankly should have ended it 20 minutes earlier. Her death was insane. Wow. Right. That's an Oscar-nominated actress. I was going to say. You bite your tongue. No, it was not great. She did have like the Han Solo in Carbonite pose. <laughs> she did. She did. Going down. Yeah, not the best, especially to be the like the climax death. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough stuff. I mean, can we call That's... that the climax? The film ends a minute later. There was no climax. Like, I, <laughs> I think Grant was actually the climax. Blue. If anything, I think the rest my is falling action. My balls were blue. No climax. Uh, yeah, not great. No, All not right. great. Well, Blaine, tell us about yours. Um, you know, there's not a lot of, not a lot of on-screen death here. I mean, that we know, like, we're directly involved with. Um, but I did like the helicopter explosion. Yeah. Shoot mm-hmm. the guy, drops the grenade, big explosion. It's got all the elements. That's what I'm going to go with. But not my favorites. No. Not, not you know, nothing to, no huge to write home about. Out, so. but, but good, but good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mine was one that uh, made me laugh, and it was number five, getting kicked in the shin and uh, dying. <laughs> I couldn't believe that happened. He's the sweatiest monster ever, too, in those last seconds. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Sweat out your death. Poison. 
Great deaths. All right. So mm-hmm. let's talk best line. Andrew, since yours is different from Blaine and ours, I know that we have the same line. Talk about your line. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, after they killed um, Kreb, uh, Tatiana says um, she's a horrible, horrible what I call her? Kreb. Mm. <laughs> number, number three. <laughs> after number three is dead. I wrote Kreb down, so I really don't blame you. I wrote Kreb down. <laughs> okay, too, good. But I fixed, I fixed it to Kleb after I realized Old that. Harold Krebs. <laughs> Yeah, Tatiana says, horrible, horrible woman. And James Bond responds, yes, she had her kicks. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Alluding to her knife shoe. Her knife shoe. <laughs> oh, I thought they were alluding to Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Mm, little kicks, yes. Yeah. Or Route 66. I don't know. <laughs> None of it's us. It's all bad. It. It's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> What's... So, Good I think line. Blaine and I yes. share the same line. Um, Blaine, do you want to talk about it? Uh, yes, if I, we have to be talking about the same thing. So there's a moment where Karim Bey is in his house, condo, whatever he's in, and he has his thirsty concubine woman with him who's desperately trying to get into Karim's pants. She's trying to get the pipe laid down, the (laughs) kazoo. Mm -hmm. She wants the kazoo. Yep. And he is very reluctant at this point. Reluctant. Um, reluctant, as they say in Turkey. Um, and he, he's Passive acting time. like he's not super interested, so he finally gives in and he goes, uh, back to the salt mines. <laughs> what a line. I, mean, I love it. I absolutely love uh... it. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, God, I gotta go... Do some hard manual <laughs> labor. Do this. I'm going in. Yeah. You know what? He's see it. No matter how you look at it, does that mean he's gonna go down on her? And, and she's and a little salty. It, and she's you know she's been belly dancing all day. Yeah. She's been out and about, and he's gonna go do the Lord's work down there. <laughs> or is he just gonna go just really lay at home? With nice soar back the next day from all the manual labor. I don't know, but it's the greatest line I've ever heard. I loved it. I, I can't I, I didn't <laughs> so even write down a backup line because I was like, that's back to the I didn't salt either. mines. Wow. Back to the salt mines, <laughs> boys. Back guy. to the salt mines. So amazing. That to um, me feels improv too. I hope he did. <laughs> like I don't I don't know anyone who would write that. <laughs> but I mean, we write anything. But oh, this group, this crew would. <laughs> yeah, I guess they would. Back oh. to the salt mines. Ugh. So let's talk about the final cut. This made the final cut. Uh, Andrew, I'll have you lead off this one again. Yeah. So mine is gonna have to be the uh, insane gypsy fighting that occurs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not the action sequence, but the fact that these two women have a blood feud over getting to marry this creepazoid son. <laughs> That's yeah, a very interesting add-on to this weird, weird scene. Wow. <laughs> yes, as we stated, the whole gypsy sequence in general, but specifically the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I had that written down as well, but I had a backup because I almost was almost certain someone would say the gypsies. Yeah. And mine is the... Um, uh, the fish fight. 
I didn't like watching those fish kill each other. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't need it. <laughs> I. How dare you show me this? Yeah. Viciously. If that's a word. I'll say it is. And yeah, I was very uncomfortable. I was probably <laughs> the most uncomfortable watching that. And it lasted a long that. time. I didn't it, want it to happen. No. See, I, I don't like those National Geographic uh, documentaries where they show lions killing other animals. Like, Look, I know I they do I don't want to watch it. I know yeah. they do it. I don't need to see it. No. No. Final cut. Fish, get out of here. Take it out. <laughs> get out of get here. here. Also, when you said that um, Blofeld feeding that little fish in the aquarium to his cat was, for some reason, really rubbing the wrong way, too. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that either. I was like, I didn't even like that. On, don't do that. Now, mine, I sure enough also wrote down pretty much the whole gypsy uh, sequence, but I wrote down as a backup the ending, like the very ending uh, scene in the, in their little boat was just terrible, and also filmed probably che- the most cheap because it obviously had you know a green screen or whatever they used back then. It was. They were not in a real boat, so I feel like they could have just scrapped it or reshot it after they had the co- the horrible cuts. But it was just bad. It was it was not a good button to the end of the movie. Nah, nah. Yeah, the whole movie was not wrapped up well, <laughs> as you stated in your breakdown, Corey. Could have ended several times before Cleb Cleb's attempt to steal the suitcase and whatnot, but. Yeah. Good calls on the gypsy fights, fellas. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, again, I, 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 I like this movie more than I disliked it. I think I've mentioned all the parts that I don't like, and, you know, let's talk about maybe some redeeming values here. Let's judge it. So, Give up them scores. Mm-hmm. As far as the bond factor goes, Blaine, where do you stand? You know what? Uh, apart from the roughing up of the women... Connery's a pretty effective Bond. You know, he gets shit done, as usual. He was on to Romanov from the jump. He, he kicks some ass. He has a good fight. He, 74. He's pretty smooth, but again, mm. he's just a little too aggro for me for what I like to see in Bond. So mm-hmm. I think 74 is a solid score for him. I'll just piggyback because I'm right there at 73. Um, for all the things you said, uh, I do think we can tone down some of the the women slaps. And and, I'll, and he was a little bit of a dreary Bond. He wasn't having as much fun as he sometimes has uh, or some other Bonds have. So I, I like kind of the, the fun that they can have. He did make some jokes, so we got to give him that. But uh, yeah, 73. I think that's more than fair. He was... Almost too much of a sex maniac in this one. I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, I I went a little lower than you guys. Uh, again, uh, I don't like the abuse of Bond. I don't like aggro, like Blaine said. But also, it just he didn't do anything that made me go cool. <laughs> I didn't get that at all in this. Um, like, just I, to put out there, your cool didn't sound like you're enthused. If you did get one of those, if I, if you went, yeah, cool well, to me, I'd be like, it's that's not, he's not happy with that. <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole! Yeah, he's sarcastic. Sorry, sarcastic cool of It didn't make me go, uh, oh, that sound better. What cream your jeans? Oh man, I did. Whoa. Before and now, 
I don't know. It, so <laughs> these chairs are velvet, Andrew. I'm sorry. That'll take forever to get out. All right, get to it. And so <laughs> while you're sitting there, I yeah, while I'm sitting here, <laughs> just sitting here, spunk. <laughs> spunk's the worst word. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that, <laughs> but it's whatever. Oh, wow. Uh, so I gave it a 60. I gave it a 60. I, I was not blown away by it. I mean, look, Connor invented this role. I get all that. But if we're judging it on the spectrum of all of these movies, yeah, 60 where I'm going. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Well, mm-hmm. let's talk action. Action. I, I, this one's tough because I don't think there was a lot of action, but the fight scenes were pretty good. I mean, the Grant... And James' fight scene was kind of brutal in a, in a good way. Uh, the gypsy shootout was weird, though. Um, the helicopter thing was kind of cool, but again, way over the top. And then the boat fire scene, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a 66, which I think is fair. I could maybe go higher, but I think I think I'm gonna settle on 66. Blaine, what do you think? Yeah. Not bad. I am hovering right around there as well. I gave it a 64. Uh, mostly on the back of that train fight. Uh, I just really appreciate it. It was very... I got very much the uh, fight with Mr. Hinks, Inspector. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. scene is very just aggressive and smashing through shit. But this was 50 years before. Yeah. Uh, I... I like that scene. Um, like you said, there wasn't a ton of... There was no good car chase, which was disappointing. Mm, yeah. I, was, I, felt, I felt like there was a hole in the movie, and I didn't realize it until after we were talking. I was like, there wasn't any car action. And there's no James Bond car. There is not. This is the first Q branch that we have, so he didn't bring a car into it. Right. Um, so I was, I was disappointed about that, but mm-hmm. the helicopter blowing up was cool. Um, the, the explosion on the boats, not bad. So, 64. Okay. All right. Uh, well, mine is, uh, once again, a little bit lower than you guys. Uh, I gave a lot of credence to that fight because I thought that might've been the coolest action sequence. It was. Uh, the boat sequence was just eh to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, I would put it almost in probably the same category as the quantum boat scene, where it was also just eh. Uh, oh yeah, there was a lot going on, but what this was on. better than the quantum boat scene. Yeah, I, I might I might even agree with you that. Yeah, hundred <laughs> Might even agree with yeah. there. Uh, the helicopter scene was, I I you know for nineteen sixty three. Maybe that was awesome. I but... gave it more points when I realized it was Sean doing the stunt. But I get it, it. it's not it didn't even have guns. He was dropping hand grenades out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So my score for action sequences is forty five. Okay. Yeah. So that's a drop. Yeah. That's definitely a drop. That, that's yeah, a drop. it's a drop. But not I'm not mad at it. No. Okay. Not at all. If you were like in the 20s, I'd be like, Andrew, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, For what's there, it's fine, but was not blown away. Yeah. Also, I, I got to give some points up to these stuntmen for 
the proximity to all these giant explosions and not dying with obviously no one caring <laughs> about safety on this movie like there's an explosion in Karim's office there's an explosion at the embassy and there's motherfuckers standing right next to these yeah fire <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i agree with They're, you well right. i mean people did get injured so there is that yeah <laughs> at least there were no bobsleds <laughs> well andrew i'm gonna come right back to you for a gadget discussion let's talk gadgets what do you think let's go gadgets um Nope, that was not Inspector Gadget. But anyway, got in my head for a second, guys. Sorry about that. Anyway. Go, go, Gadget. Gadgets. Gadgets. (laughs) I didn't mind the suitcase. It was bland as could be, but it was fine. Uh, The recording equipment, I'm giving it probably more credence than it should have because I thought it was almost like a two-way radio. It might be. We don't know for sure. Yeah. I... My score reflects me thinking that. So, even with all that being said, it's another 45 for me. Okay. Because they do put use to it, but yeah. 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 I also wasn't too hard on the briefcase because he did use it. And we also got to think that I'm pretty sure in Dr. No, there's no gadgets. And so this is the first film to introduce gadgets. So they can't, like, just drop a ton of gadgets on us. I think this was very, this was nice. This was just enough. Um, I didn't give it a high, high score. I gave it right in the middle at a 52. And I think that that's okay. fair. I think that's more than fair. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you got it. I'm just kidding. I gave it a 40. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, he used every single, everything everything that was in the case. Even he, the gold. He did. He did. <laughs> Even the yeah. gold. He utilized that motherfucker to its fullest extent. And I got to give it credit. Um, I love it when he actually ends up using them. Mm-hmm. Instead of the throwaway things that we usually see at like Q Q branch. Yeah. Um and it wasn't bad. Cool knife. The bomb worked. Yeah, it's still a briefcase though. Forty. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. Forty's fine, yeah. Alright. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about our, our other, you know, make or break round. Song and opening titles. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, let's just go ahead and start with you. Here. I just, <laughs> you know, let's set I, the barometer for what this is gonna. Be. I know you love the instrumental from last week, and I shit on it, but I was shitting mostly on the title sequence because it was a disaster. This one had a very Bond feel, mm-hmm. the title sequence, and the belly dancer. It, it came back later in the movie, so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I appreciate that. They're giving me the exotic feel of Istanbul. Cool. That's where most of the movie was. Mm-hmm. Liked it. And you know what? I didn't hate the instrumental music. No. I can't for the life of me remember what it was now. It turns that... into the Bond theme, I'll say that. At the end. It doesn't yeah. have a... The identity is lost when it becomes that. It does. And I, I kind of detracted because of that. Um, but didn't hate it. Most of the score is going on the sequence. 43. Okay. Because I did, I was bobbing a little bit to the instrumental. I gotcha. Um, I will say the Bond theme we all come, uh, we've all come to know and love might have been used 10,000 times in this movie. For yeah, no it, was, it was, it was, it was throughout. 
It was throughout. I think he was checking in at the hotel and they played the... <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't think this is the scene we need this. <laughs> Doesn't feel like we need it here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm right with you, Blaine. I gave it uh, 50. I was thinking... The instrumental I wasn't upset about. Didn't blow me away. And the opening sequence, I didn't hate. It was, you know, I loved the reflection off the dancers. Thought it was good. It was very 60s. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Uh, 50 for me. I'm about, right about the same. I give it a 41. The song wasn't anything special. Didn't really, didn't really stand out to me. Uh, but the titles were neat. They were very, they were, they were original. A bit hard to read at times, I'll say. I had to like really focus on to see what that name was because they would blur in and out of the belly dance. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I didn't dis, there's nothing I disliked about it. Just nothing that really wowed me about the song. So, 41. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so, this, as we've, as we've discussed on previous episodes, is what people often refer to as the thinking man's bond. So the plot is a little bit... It's, it's, it's an interesting plot. It takes a little bit to, to rifle through at, at, at parts. With that in mind, let's talk plot and characters. Andrew, I'm going to okay. let you talk about this one first. Uh, here's the thing. It, thinking Man Bond might be really nice to this movie. Um, the, most, uh, the thing I thought about most was, I can't believe this is Robert Shaw. Uh, but <laughs> other than that... So did we all. I felt, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I, I mean, I was there. I get what they're doing. But at the same time, it, it didn't seem any different than most of the Bond movies we've covered plot-wise. So didn't blow me away. It was okay. It was okay. The characters, I thought, were pretty decent in this. Uh, I thought everybody was doing okay, supporting cast-wise. And mine might be a little high, but I'm going to stick with it. I gave it a 65. No. Listen, I'm... I may be a little high as well. I kind of like the plot. I like how it's... how it's all one big ruse and that James really didn't catch on until the end. And then... Unlike other James Bonds, we actually kind of get spoon-fed a lot of it in the end by Grant, which is kind of nice. It really kind of closes up a lot of loose ends. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, I kind of I kind of dig the plot a little bit. And I like the characters. You know, I didn't love Cleb, got to be honest. Uh, or And Tatiana, like we said, was wallpaper. But... Grant's mm-hmm. Grant's interesting. I mean, he's 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 a very he's a very Robert Shaw really took a bite out of that. Um, so uh, yeah, I get a seventy-two. All right. Hmm. <laughs> well, now I'm interested. Hmm. Aha. Uh-huh. I gave it a fifty-one. All right. Whilst I did like Karen Bay. I did like Grant. The rest of the characters were crap. Tatiana <laughs> might be one of the worst Bond girls that we've had. She's she, up there. She is not her own person. No, not at all. She's just uh, window dressing for James, and I don't like that. I need a good, strong Bond girl. So characters yeah. not doing so hot. So as this is the plot slash characters uh category uh that is not great um the plot i feel like it was mostly uh train oriented Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. No, a lot, lot of trains. I didn't like all the trains. I'll say that. And um, the plot was just, it was a little too convoluted. I know you said you liked the, kind of the, the depth of it, but like the whole sex tape nonsense, <laughs> like what's going on there? Yeah. I, I what? Why is she pretending to be Smirsh, but it's actually Spectre? What does the Lecter actually do? There was some holes. Uh, we could have done without some of the uh, complexity and had a little more explanation. I'd have been fine with that. I'm not here to think or unravel <laughs> mysteries when I watch a James Bond movie. Um, spoon feed it to me, just like Grant did, and I did appreciate that. So, 51. All right. Hey. It makes sense where you're coming from. It does. So, And we should also point out that your life motto is, I'm not here to think. I'm not when I'm not. <laughs> not in my free not, time. No, not my free time. That's not it. true. I do like some thinkers every now and then. <laughs> yeah. But I know. I, we're kidding. Um, well, you know. Hey. <laughs> is that Sylvester? <laughs> hey, you know. Do you? Anywho, well, I like being they call Rocky the uh, thinking man's box move. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, everybody, we got to talk about the villain, and we don't know about you, but we uh, had a hard time picking who we decided the villain was, as this movie the, is the main villain. The main villain, yeah. Uh, our 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 primary antagonist, we'll say, uh, and we decided that it is number three. Clip that she is going to be our main villain in a lot of ways. She functionally was behind most of the plot and she moved the figures around. Uh, so that's what we decided on. However, I didn't like Clip. Um, I I just, (laughs) I however, so so my score, guys, is a 35. I I I kind of thought she was cartoonish. And really displayed that with her death, and kind of every and every time she was on screen, I was just kind of like, these scenes are really dull. Um, there, she didn't really bring a whole lot for me. So, thirty-five. Blaine, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I uh, uh, <laughs> maybe have uh, a gone a little too low. <laughs> I don't like to base mine off of y'all scores. Um, I could have gone lower. I thought I was being generous. <laughs> I didn't like her either, man. Um, if yours is lower than Corey's, then all right. I got a lot of explaining to do. Continue on. Yeah, it's an, I, got, I wrote down 19. <laughs> man. Uh, because as I say, I, I try to stay true to all the scores I've previously given. I liked her more than I liked Drax. Uh, despite Drax's plan being far more elaborate and, you know, far reaching, uh, she had a little, a little edge to her, uh, that I liked that Drax did. I gave Drax a 17. Um, her plan was confusing, but she, you know, she kind of got shit done and she punched Grant right in the stomach. I liked that, but she was... (laughs) Her attempt at the end was so feeble. Oh, man. That's a perfect word for it. Feeble. And I was so embarrassed for her. 
<laughs> as a villain, I was like, okay, you just got stopped with a chair. Mm-hmm. Defeated by a chair, basically. Uh, it was the most ridiculous ultimate confrontation with the Bond villain. I think we'll see. How could it be sillier than that? I would almost say her her, her last attempt was feckless. We'll take feckless. Feeble, take it even further. Another F word. Wow. Uh, yeah, not great. 19 for me, especially in light of the fact that we couldn't really even tell who the main villain was. Yeah. Uh, and that's never a good sign for our villain score. I want a villain who's commanding the screen, who's obvious, who's out there getting shit done, and got a little charisma behind them. This was not the movie for that. I, I'm going to stick with the 19. And that's, uh, mm. that's what I'm doing. The Hard Castle. <laughs> I got it, Corey. <laughs> I'm surprised you used it as a reference, but I did get it. Hey, it's a great song. <laughs> it's an interesting song. Let's say that. All right, and Blaine's done for the night, and we can wrap that Blaine up. Blaine shut down after a Paul Hardcastle reference. <laughs> cannot continue. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Mine's a little higher. Um. Here's the thing. This this lady has worked tirelessly her whole life, probably <laughs> oh, no. for the wrong people. You know, she worked for some rough organizations, but we cannot take away the fact that she is number three for special executive counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. So no one can take that away from her. There's only two other people ahead of her, and one of them is Blofeld. With that being said, I thought she was also fun to watch when she was on screen. She's a real weirdo, that's for sure. But uh, I enjoyed her. I didn't dislike her at all. Uh, there are other villains I disliked more. With that being said, I gave her a 54. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want right. to I, I yeah. put this out there off air. Andrew said she's the most interesting character in this movie. And I, I, did. I lost her. I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Corey did not like that statement at all. <laughs> did uh, not. <laughs> I really thought you meant to write least. I just don't understand. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's Every other character in this movie seems very one-dimensional. She seemed like she had some things going on that I didn't dislike. And I liked her more than uh, Elliot Carver. I can say that for sure. I also oh did. I can't, I can't disagree there. <laughs> oh, Elliot Carver every time. He's in the Jesus pantheon Christ. of horrible villains, and he'll stay there. He wasn't bad. He was bad. He was horrible. Oh. He's pretty bad. Crazy. He was awful. <laughs> <laughs> pretty not great. Anyway. <laughs> pretty not great. At least you knew he was the bad guy. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, he that's because we he went here? out of his way every frame on screen to make you know that. As a bombacious villain is supposed to do. Ooh, bombacious. No. Bond Bacious. I like that. That's fine. I'm not talking about Tomorrow Never Dies ever again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I've already been I've been working on this diagram of this fucking uh hairpin handcuff shit. Uh I'm done with it. I can't I'm over it. I can't talk about it anymore. All right. <laughs> Entertainment value. Entertainment value, indeed. Blaine, just you, so you're already, you're already there. Go ahead and tell us. Yeah. 
you know, it's it was boring, but it had its parts. 54. I wasn't absolutely drained from this movie like I have been with some of these. Um but not not the most entertaining. Probably won't rewatch this one. Mm-hmm. I think this is on the one and dones for me. Okay. Well, sir. But again, not I don't hate it. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I am going to I will say this. I didn't find it as boring as you both did. I I wasn't fascinated by it, but I you know, I I I didn't I felt like it went by pretty pretty good. I didn't look at my phone once. I gave it a 71. This one just uh this one kind of was okay for me. And I definitely don't think it's the most boring one we've watched. I think that, in fact, it's far more entertaining than For Your Eyes Only, which we just re- which we just reviewed. So, okay, I'm with it. Um, I'll say this: I'm not much off from you, Corey. Uh, I gave it a 65, uh, and I'll say this: uh, I did find this movie boring for a James Bond movie. Hmm. Now, for just a movie, it's perfectly fine. It's a perfectly fine movie, but there are other Bond movies that are far more entertaining. So, And I apologize. This is actually a 9 and not a 4. It was a 59 for oh, me. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying my score was 9. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't a 19 for her. It was just a 9. <laughs> it was a 9. Subtract. All right. 59. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we're All kind right. of we're kind of floating in the same thing there. I mean, not too bad. Well, yeah. Andrew, go ahead and tabulate, dude. Tabulate. All right. So, uh for from Russia with Love, what we basically do is we take the average of all our scores and that gives us one overall score which we put into an overall scoring system and that tells us where it's ranked. So, for this movie, uh, from Russia with Love, uh, the highest scores came from Corey with an average of 58.57. Uh, next is me with 54.86. And Blaine in third with 50 even. So wow. when we take How the average. Uh, yeah, that's a great workout. All right. All right. So once all that's tabulated, we get a final score of 54.48 as our average for this movie. And we're going to go over to our overall screen and see where this goes. And gentlemen, from Russia with Love is 10th place on our overall. It's uh, not quite as good as 2006 Casino Royale, but it is better than Moonraker. I agree. So there we go. I agree with that. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's fair. Yeah. Where it's at. I think we've spent too much time talking about how low Casino Royale is, but man, oh man, I can't believe it's in ninth place. <laughs> Especially since Tomorrow Never Dies is in sixth place. I will never <laughs> understand <laughs> that. was just for Blaine. I wasn't trying to rub anything You in. motherfuckers gave it scores, too. We did. We did. We That's... Did. You're, you make a great point. You make a great point. You gave him a good Bond score, a good gadget score, a good action score. It ain't my fault it's got a bad villain if all the other shit's good, too, motherfuckers. That's the, that's what, those are the, the categories we made. 
Well, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Hey, if y'all want to, later on, if y'all want to use y'all's one redo score, oh, fuck yeah. feel free. I'm all over that one. <laughs> what are you going to reduce, though? You Every already time. gave it low villain. <laughs> what did I you say? Can't just, you, I... Can't just re, you can't just reduce the other scores if you <laughs> don't think they were. In all fairness, I kind of gave it. No, never mind. I was going to be. <laughs> uh, that's a false statement. I was going to say, I gave it some high scores, but then I kept reading and I didn't. I, I gave it um, pretty high bond action and gadgets. Everything else was relatively low. That's, I think that's pretty much across the board. I think I gave it a little bit higher for villain and song. We're doing Casino, right? No, I'm talking about Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, okay. I was at Casino. That's my bad. Let me go to Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. But having... I gave it ferociously high scores. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those categories deserve it, though. Ferociously, I suppose. <laughs> Ferociously. I will say my my song and opening titles were quite low. So, so was your villain. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we've scored them unfairly. No, I did score Moonraker unfairly and First Casino Royale. I will say that. Okay. I know that now that we've watched. 13 other movies. <laughs> true. To say. True. Well, gentlemen, right. we, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's another one in the books. Yeah. I mean, listen, 10th place ain't bad, uh, but there are better movies. Yeah. There's better movies and there's definitively worse movies. There are. Mm hmm. So, there Andrew, are. tell us about what's, uh, what's happening next. What's next week? Gentlemen, we're continuing on with uh, Bond Connery. Next week is going to be Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Fantastic, gentlemen. It is, uh, I'll say this, wild. That's all I can give you. Can't wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll say this. <laughs> I really thought you were going to have more than that. <laughs> nope, nope. Sorry. I, that's all I could muster. My bad. Uh, well, guys, we did it. And I can we, only say we that did it. after we do it, we only call it one thing. <laughs> Judgment. 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 <laughs>